Love me not. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Monday, the 25th of July, 2022. Not sure what was funny about that. <laughs> I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Robert Kemp. How unusual. And Zachary Burgess. In sleep mode again. <laughs> Back to pre-fooding the podcast i mean i mean no, pre-fooding is pre- the right way around but like we're too late <laughs> pre-fooding yeah it's late pre-fooding we're hungering we have hunger for podcast <laughs> i was organized i've fully eaten no I'm we were distracted prepared. by games <laughs> <laughs> that's the trouble that's the problem with games they're very distracting <laughs> time just flew by there was much stabbing to be had I'm surprised the hunger didn't 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 force your hand. Well, it, only, it only forces my hand. Ah, <laughs> I see. Eat okay. at like ten and not care. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I do tend to eat relatively late. But you've got to get, like get up in the morning and go to work and stuff. Whereas the Zach, I mean, I, I you don't. don't have those issues. Oh, no, you don't. Are you I mean, off? I don't this you're week. Yeah. Okay, you're fair. So not eating late. Is not a problem. No. Nope. Okay. I mean, you think it would be it would be still be fine for me when I normally like eat something at like 2am anyway yeah <laughs> so it's just like you'd think the spacing out this way would actually be fine but it's not what really. do you eat at 2am so you do eat at like 7 and then cereal at 2am oh, so, so it's not the classic cheese and crackers what happened to that well i i phased out the the cheese at night for the cereal instead <laughs> cheese so, dreams. so were you actually yeah were you getting cheese dreams or was... no no it was just like they don't maybe seem i should not eat so much real. cheese maybe <laughs> 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 but so but that's what gap is that because you actually eat quite early like five or something don't you or like yeah. five or six uh so that's quite a gap until 2 a.m to uh, that's yes that's it's actually the main... much smaller gap is from the from the morning to the <laughs> to the evening because <laughs> yeah. you're usually barely morning barely as in barely before 12 yeah exactly. uh, p.m yeah so that's not very long at all. No. Is it? Although I suppose, yeah. Yeah, so you eat at a normal lunchtime, like 12 or... And a normal dinner time, and then and, 2 a.m. Yeah, but, but that's quite an early dinner, I think, five. It's, not. Or, it's literally if, dinner time. You have like an anti-breakfast. Yes, that's that, that, is why, oh, well, that is also why it's cereal, because it's just like, well, I guess I eat toast at bre- breakfast time as well. So it's like, I have two breakfasts, basically. <laughs> I mean, there is a school of thought that cereal actually probably should be a like last meal of the day food because like a lot of the constituents oh, really? do make you feel a bit sleepy. Well, there supposedly. is one major problem with oh, eating cereal last thing at night is just like it's a lot of liquid. Well, I guess yeah, especially, well, it depends on how milky you like it. Quite milky. Milk it. And also, you know. Replacing cheese with milk is maybe not that much of a difference, really, I guess. Yeah, what oh, you weren't what? having cheese and cereal. No. <laughs> that I mean, would be a bad combo. Yeah, I mean, why is it cheese dreams and not just milk dreams? <laughs> we previously discussed the podcast that the cheese dreams thing doesn't really happen. No, I'm pretty sure that's, I mean, at least with us, not a thing. Yes. I've got no proof in the cheese dream concept. It doesn't seem to be a real thing. I mean, still do it though. I mean, I want. Maybe it's the type of cheese, like maybe yeah, if yeah, you eat, like blue cheese or something. What it's, kind of cheese do you eat? Like cheddar or yeah. 
Just regular cheese. I mean, where does the cheese regular. dream myth originate? Is it like an American thing? Like, is it because they're eating their not cheese that's like laced with crack or something? And then... Well, I always think about it in the because um, there's that stupid character in in the, there's an episode of The Mighty Boosh where there's a guy whose mate his head is made of cheese and he's eating his own head, like breaking <laughs> off, crumbling off bits of cheese off his head, and eating it, and saying cheese dreams. <laughs> so that has got to be that's very British, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it must be, it must predate Boosh, surely. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they got that idea from from from, from the kind of myth. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if, yeah, if it's an American thing, I, I think this is wholly believable because of their most of their cheese not being cheese. Here are the lyrics of the cheese song from The Mighty Boosh. Cheese is a kind of meat, a tasty yellow beef. I milk it from my teat, but I try to be discreet. No cheese, no cheese. (laughs) There you go. A milky yellow beef. A tasty yellow beef. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Love that yellow cow down my throat. (laughs) I still think if I ate lunch at normal time and and then had dinner at five I, I wouldn't be hungry enough depends on the day yeah i suppose i mean I, my uh hunger levels seem like completely unpredictable from one day to the next mm. like i'll do the exact same thing like i'll have breakfast to like as soon as i wake up and then go work mm. or whatever or do work i should say it's not really going to work for me no not and anymore like, no just do work and then like some days i'll be hungry at like 11 in the morning and I'm like what the hell is this about and then other days I'll be like pretty good until like half two mm. you know I can't I can't predict I can't predict the same damn cereal currently knock off Frosties which in fairness they, they know in general they aren't very filling like, I don't find Frosties very filling I have to have like a massive bowl of them <laughs> Give me all that sugar. That's probably more of a sugar dreams. Sugar dreams. <laughs> Don't eat that at night. Yeah. What 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 do you put on your cereal then, Zach? Or what kind of cereal do you have at two a.m. Well, or will you start before on the podcast? Because ages ago, when I was talking about it, it was just it was all bread until oh, yeah. I couldn't get mm. fake all bread. Oh yeah, because real yeah. kale eggs all bread absorbs milk too fast and just becomes mush, which mm. is no good. Yes, we did talk about that. You need have hardened you, bran. Yes. Fortified. Have you managed to find a, a new off-brand of all brand that works? No, it's or just brand flakes. Brand flakes, I see. In my head, that's like, no, they surely they survive less long, but no, actually, I guess they do, right? They, well, they I mean, probably, it probably depends on what it's exactly made of again. Yeah. It's like certain types of cornflake can become soggy way faster than some other kinds. God, I can't remember the last time I had proper cornflakes. <laughs> uh, again, I've always thought the Kellogg's one are like the, the worst. Probably, yeah, for the I think that's why, like every time that I've had cornflakes more recently than many years ago, I've been severely disappointed by it. But it's like, these are real cornflakes and they suck. <laughs> 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 or, the, or alternatively, that could just be another like 
food that's changed from the 80s thing where we, like we remember the old school version but the modern version is like much worse because no, it already I'm, is. I'm pretty sure cornflakes have always sucked like I don't know I don't have that kind of I don't know I feel like modern cornflakes are way thinner is what is how how I remember them is this like a, much the less Mars, substantial is this the Mars bar of the cereal world yeah. they've like they've thinned each flake is that their shrinkflation? They yeah. actually changed the uh, the thickness of the flake. But how would they even do that? Like, what what is a cornflake? How do they, they make cornflakes? That's the actual yeah. question. Like are they actual flakes? Press, I guess. Or are they printed? Yeah, well, like a, a mush, right? Then we process. Right. It's got to be like a a big. Do you think um, they're stamped out of mush or something? Yeah, or I, like, I mean, but they must how, be dried. How are any corn snacks made really? Because that's all this is, isn't it? It's the same as like corn yeah, crisps, just. Yes, it's just like yeah. ground up mush and then reshaped into a form. Yeah. I wonder how they make a flake and how they make it thinner at that. I could easily so. see it being like a conveyor belt that like has a nozzle that drops a small dollop and then it goes through like a pair of rollers to make mm. it in the flake shape. That squashes yeah. it. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty and likely. The, and they've adjusted the tolerance on the rollers just to save, save, and then it's save like money. Grilled or something, so there's a so there's a possibility of a little bit of curl. Like Yeah. Because like, like, the rollers will naturally start a start a curl. Because mm. <laughs> that's how yeah, rollers yeah, yeah. work how mechanical stress works. And then you toast them up, and it curls up into mm. the flake shape. But then the real, the real, real question is what? What shapes were flakes originally? <laughs> How, what need... was the original process before it got industrialized? Mm. But did or, they? Or did oh, is there they? such yeah, thing it... as a non-industrial? Yeah. Well, I mean, mass industrialized. I mean, when <laughs> I'm was, sure they yeah. were always industrialized. But... Cornflakes introduced like the fifties, something like that, or. Earlier. Probably earlier, but not that much earlier. Yeah, I would have thought for maybe well, thirties was the depression. I don't know if they had any corn to, to make any cornflakes out of, but yeah, maybe forties. I imagine. I think they had cornflakes in World War Two. I think. Yeah, probably. Not sure. Uh, yeah. But is there a limit to how thin you can make the cornflake before it just like uh, it's got to have enough integrity not to just turn into dust in the yeah, actual they're, they're transport? Must, I mean, like in the bag, unless they just harden the mix somehow. Yes, some other constituent part. Mm. Starch. Mm. A little bit of potato. <laughs> There's probably quite a lot of potato in the already. <laughs> And is that the issue with them? They're so thin that you put the milk on them and they go into mushes. Is that similar similar well, problems with the oil? Yeah, but also they just like they're not they don't really have any like substance to them. They're not very interesting <laughs> to eat when it's just like this is basically nothing and milk. No, the only interesting <laughs> part about cornflakes are like maybe the first two, maybe three spoonfuls. Yeah, exactly. And then right. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a combination of the mush starts to form, and also, I, I don't know, your mouth just immediately gets bored of them. Like, just just immediately, it's like, oh god, there's more of these. Ugh. Oh, well, I literally haven't eaten cereal for like decades at this point, but I, I oh, that's what I remember. It's like it was good for three mouthfuls. <laughs> what do you What do you breakfast? Uh, no, I, n- I never cereal. So, uh, you know, if I am going to eat breakfast, it's like toast or, 
or a or continental breakfast, whatever. Croissant. croissant. <laughs> nice, nice croissant, croissant or something like that. Or uh, alternative I flakes, I suppose. Yeah, or like I don't know crumpets, quite nice. Uh, what else? I don't really eat breakfast, but if, if I did, like, it wouldn't. Have. If you could like fortify or harden in some way a flaky croissant pastry, could you make a cereal out of it? Like sort of cornflakes have like butter flakes or something. <laughs> you probably couldn't call them butter flakes. That probably wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't know. Butter flakes sounds nice. Butter flakes. <laughs> I'd get. I might give it a try. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it's, it's... new Monsieur Kellogg's butter flakes. I think I used to literally have pop tarts. Yeah, man. Teenager. Still, occasionally yeah. have pop tarts. That was, a, that was a breakfast, breakfast of champions. I mean, although I mean, another. I'm pretty sure that's another product that's been both inflated and shrinkflated. Yep. Pretty oh, certain yeah. of that. But they're still very tasty. And also, as a, as a general benefit, Gnome only tends to have one of them, so I get the other one. <laughs> Because they always they still come in those like foil packs of two. Because I guess that's how toasters work. Well, and also because one is never enough. No, one definitely isn't enough. <laughs> unless, unless you're known. It's just like just like. Hello, I can eat two. I'm just nice. <laughs> Name says she's just nice. It's just like for him, Weetabix. One is never enough. You have to have two or three because those drink flavors as well. Hmm. <laughs> Oh no, Weetabix! I tend to still, I still tend to stick to the two. No, like I don't know. There's something about like again. I think the third Bix is just, just you know, mouth boredom is too strong. Well, it is important with Weetabix to like because those can go soggy quite quickly. It's like you have to have the third one like angled slightly out of the milk so you don't fully submerge it. I'm fairness, in the the bowls I have, you can't really fit two of them in flat anyway, so you can't over-milk it anyway. That's because your bowls are too small. (laughs) (laughs) If your bowls can't fit two Weetabix flat, they're too small. Appropriate mixing. (laughs) you got to have just the light shimmy of sugar on them as no, well. No, you've got to have a full fat layer. <laughs> not, I mean, not nearly as much as I used to. I mean, I was about to say, like, the kid in me, yes, absolutely wants to do that every single time. Just get the brown sugar out and cake oh, it in that sugar. shit. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the stuff. No. It's so much better. Brown just sugar. Ab- yeah, just absolutely cake it in that stuff. However, the adult in me is like, I'm already a bit fat. I need to, <laughs> I need to not do that. The only way you can cake brown sugar is making brown sugar sandwich. That's the hard one. Oh, what? <laughs> brown sugar sandwich? That's the best way to... Well, that's the only way I would say to consume pure brown sugar. What, are you, are you like buttering? <laughs> yes, with butter. Like a sandwich with brown sugar. Why aren't you the fat one, Zach? What's going on? <laughs> because I don't do this stuff any longer. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, fair. I basically don't eat any sugar any longer because of my teeth. Like I like I don't have sugar in tea at all. So the oh, fact really? that I drink that tea a... continuously all day every day, at least I'm not having a sugar intake from that. Is that a restriction? Um, well, it's not. An, it's not a real restriction. It's a thing that I decided. Also, mm. I just got used to not having sugar in tea. Yeah. That's... Oh, I, I I never have sugar in tea. I find it weird. I don't know. Am I? I do. Um, that's because I don't like tea. So if I'm given one, I sugar it. Um... <laughs> I, but really, the thing when is I like, put sugar in the tea, like no matter how much I 
stir it, no matter how much it should be dissolved and theoretically completely evenly distributed, you know, completely suspended throughout the tea, I still feel like I can taste parts of the tea is sweeter than other parts of the tea or something i don't know why it's really weird i think it must be just my don't leave it long enough you know uh, live updates gnome is i think trying to cement the i'm just nice plan by bringing us a plate of bourbons <laughs> and also maybe making us survive this podcast <laughs> so nice yeah <laughs> but i don't Surviving. think two bourbons are gonna do much for me <laughs> Well, they've got sugar in, so they have got sugar in <laughs> they'll them. give you a boost. Keep going. Yeah. These are my weakness. But now we're going to have to somehow eat away from the microphone. That's the worst part. Nah, oh, oh, Rob is just going to eat directly into the microphone. Into the mic. Yeah. I'm oh, good. Wow. People really don't like that. <laughs> I know that <laughs> from experience. Just the sound of eating into microphones, yeah, on a podcast. That whole, like, no. ASMR. Yeah. That, that's not our genre, I don't think. No, but... Don't, don't come for us. Don't, don't quote unquote for us. To people us for don't not like it. I think that's a smaller subset of an already smaller subset of the people who, who actually like ASMR and then the food-related one layer. I'm sure there's some you know podcasts that are purely people eating biscuits only and that's probably a lot more popular than the, than the salad cars what biscuit, but, but, biscuit review yeah, but then but, they, they need to be quite a steady well, no, stream of new biscuits yeah but. you're gonna run out quick you're gonna definitely no, no, run no, out that, before that, episode 300 and something no 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 because biscuit review is that would involve actual analysis and you'd have to have all different brands and stuff whereas, oh, yeah. whereas just the sound of biscuits being eaten there's infinite content <laughs> Now, would it be like contextual? If you were doing a biscuit biscuit show, would it have to be contextual though, right? Because yeah, I, I, you would run out of like branded biscuits. It's, pretty it's biscuit ASMR, but does it even matter if it's the same brand, or would it be guest the brand? No, you'd have to no. have guest teeth. <laughs> yes, you bring it in, you have you bring it a different combination. Yes, yeah. it's a like different mouth and a different chew technique. So it's like this mouth, <laughs> this person's mouth, plus digestives. <laughs> gives us this cast and then this other person's mouth plus rich tea gives us uh, this other ASMR. And then you can have a YouTube thumbnail that just says click mouth. <laughs> For a reference that only we would understand. <laughs> click yeah. mouth. Click mouth. <laughs> well, the thumbnail is half the battle. However right? many views that video has, about 7 to 17. About <laughs> mm, that. Spark flies. Bob. <laughs> that's our original like fucking 20 year old version of this that, that was that was a combination of rob's mouth with mini cheddars was it i don't know if it was mine no maybe it was rick i can't remember no, it was me or maybe it was i remember it was zach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay okay so it was zach's mouth combined with mini cheddars well we've already started this whole genre that i mean that wouldn't be that much use for ASMR, but <laughs> I mean, for, for some context, that that one at least we can explain, right? Because that was probably, can we? I'm not sure we can. Because we were trying to make right. a you don't know Jack style game in the in, back in the Games Factory days, which actually technically oh, yeah. could have been quite possible, apart from you yeah, know, WAVs. Like that was that yeah. was one of the issues, and also the, the the extent of our intellect to write questions. We we needed <laughs> to be able to write a comedy game show, which was kind of beyond us, I think. Mm. There was a question about what size are mini cheddars, and Zach put a load in his mouth and just said, "Fart fart." <laughs> I'm still laughing at that joke. 
I mean, it worked. <laughs> it's not even a joke. <laughs> they literally are the right size. <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wasn't it multiple choice? Like you had to choose like how many centimeters. Yeah, so that's because we were dumb answers. and couldn't think of actually a funny question. Some, some bizarre qualitative, but they were all like they weren't like proper quantitative statements, right? They were all qualitative. So. Well, did we even actually make the question for that question, or did we just record what this you just one specific bit and then just left? I think we did. I think we. Did. I think we had a number of questions, right? We didn't just stop there. There were quite a few that we'd actually mm. come up with. Obviously not the hundreds you need for an actual product, but I didn't realise until recently that the um the UK version that we had of of uh, you don't know Jack, mm. which I think is quite hard to find now, or I don't not that I can find my C D of it, but the it wasn't you know what Cookie or Masterson or whatever, it was actually a UK host and yeah, it was yeah, Paul it was. K. It was Paul Kay who played, who did was the host. Really? Yeah, just kind of, and he was probably, you know, kind of height of his f- f- fame, I guess, in uh, the 90s doing Dennis Pennis and stuff like that. I seem to remember it was Jack Cake. Yes, naturally. The UK version. Jack Cake, yeah. Played by Paul Kay, I believe. Yes. That's a, that. That was a video game. <laughs> that was a video game. It's a podcast about video games, not about biscuits. Um, yeah, indeed, it's a podcast about video games. However, that game did have Jeff like Gerson a delicatessen podcast. question, so you know, and probably at least one question about biscuits. Probably, yeah. I and, mean, uh, you might be able to emulate that. We might have another shot at emulating that now because we tried before and it was glitchy. Yeah, the mm. running Windows because it only really runs on Windows ninety five. And running that in a VM, something screws up the timing, so like questions would get oh, cut no. off early, like all the audio because oh, that game is entirely relies on the audio, right? And the the yes. audio timing didn't quite work out in a VM, which because we wanted to record that years ago, then we because just, that's, yeah. our, that's that's sort of our YouTube brand of like record weird obscure things. Yeah, <laughs> those, yeah. those are definitely well, the, the, ones, got the most views. The other ones that get views, yeah, exactly. Yeah, vintage stuff from our childhood that uh, we return to. It's like the lazy gay reviews, but much lazier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and stuff that he hasn't covered, I guess. It's um, yeah. So it's a bit a bit of a bit of a problem to run these days, unless you've actually got a ninety-five PC. Um, I suppose we could try and get hold of the gear and make. But anywho, um, DOS the latest builds of DOSBox supposedly can do Windows ninety-five a lot better. Um. Uh, or, or I should say more accurately, more time accurately. Um, so perhaps we could have a stab at running it again through DOSBox with Windows 95 installed on it. The reason I say that is because I was inspired by Digital Foundry. Like They they visit, revisited running Windows 95 in an emulator on Xbox. <laughs> and uh, hmm. with some interesting results. Um, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not even the even the Series X can't power through uh, 3DFX emulation, right? Um, yeah, because it's you know it's doing it properly rather than uh, having some like high level emulation layer on top. Um, uh, but yeah, so we, we might be we might be able to do it, guys. We might be able to do it. 
Okay, well, stay tuned for that, I guess, on our YouTube channel. Eventually, <laughs> we'll get around to... Somehow some... getting Dr. Drago to run was much easier. Well, that was Windows yeah. 3.1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was much easier than Have we got anything else waiting on Windows 95 emulation? <laughs> I don't know. We never, got, we never got around to playing... Well, I suppose the games we, some of the games we played in that era were things like Spin and... That doesn't oh, yeah. emulator, you can just run that. Yeah, because that's technically DOS, right? So that can run. Yes. Does that still run on modern Windows? Have you got, just I think fine. it might. Wow. Um, there Where was that, do you find that game? I mean, how do you Google spin? You tricky. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Search for abandonware and then start rummaging. Yeah, or shareware or something like that. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be it's, it is findable. I found it a, a few times. Um and uh, Piranha oh, yeah. is another one that comes to mind. This sort of like Asteroids-ish game that had a sort of Super Stardust-style look but uh, and some badass music. <laughs> that was sort of... <laughs> yeah, Piranha, that, that was kind of cool. We used to play I think we found that on... That was on some PC game or yeah, CD, it was wasn't it? on one of them, yeah. You know, back in the days when you'd played absolutely everything on a demo disc. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think what else. We, we, I mean, it might be worth going back to the original Destruction Derby at some point. Oh, yeah. That's very difficult to look at, though, because it's so low rate. Yeah. It's like trying to play Screamer 2. If you go back to that, you're like, how the hell did we even see anything sure. ever? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Screamer re- 2 is a good one as well. I mean, you could always, at least with like Destruction Derby, you could run the PlayStation version and potentially mm. up-res it, right? But then that's not real. That's, no, not, that's not. not what our videos are about. I we mean, have to play the shitty versions of things like I mean, Final Fantasy 7 on PC. I mean, that's not always how we've done it, right? The Dreamcast emulators we up-resed and things like that when we did Sonic sure. Adventure. And, uh, Although that was kind of just a convenience, really. Well, yeah. And also Dreamcast is like, not really that much worse res. It's also... I mean, it was like 64480 well, back sure, in the day. But it wasn't like... It It was less jank in terms of like polygons than like PS1 or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, it, it didn't have... It didn't have, yeah, PlayStation 1's signature jiggle. Of which, well, you know, the moment you up-res something, they just, that just becomes way more apparent. <laughs> I mean, I think... um. I've kind of lost track of PlayStation 1 emulation, but I, I, I think there are... And the, the the modern ones can actually sort of do away with some of that. Um, you know, get rid of the jiggle. So the polygons are calculated correctly. Yeah, that's cool. It's quite a fun idea to like to fix the the inherent problems with the PlayStation graphics mm. output. Yeah. yeah, I really should revisit at some point. It's been a while since I've been back on. PlayStation 1 stuff. Mm. I sort of right, we should do... I sort of tempted to play Rage Racer of all things. Give that another shot. Like, I don't know. I played that for a while back back in the day. And uh, I'm not sure I what gave was... it much of a chance. But it's essentially Ridge Racer 3. related to Ridge Racer, right? Yeah, it's Ridge Racer 3, essentially. Okay. Um, um... Before they started numbering them. And, uh, and then, you know, and before the... Uh, <laughs> Much superior Ridge Racer Type 4. Yes. 
yeah, that was kind of an apex of the series, wasn't it? Type mm. four, although yeah, or, or pinnacle, or, well, one of the heights, definitely yeah. one of the heights. Yeah, I think it was when Ridge was at its most popular. Yeah, and then it all sort of waned from there. I'm not saying the following games were bad, but like a no, I think as a, as a the popularity of the series never hit Type Four heights. Yeah, let's get down. Yeah. <laughs> Went a long way. Bit like with Wipeout, where like it was quite. You don't want that. Good. Probably by the time of Wipeout Three, it was quite hyped, right? Or that was kind of. But like, and the games may have got better to play, like in later ones. But that mm. was still kind of the kind of the hype, I suppose. Although twenty ninety seven, I don't know. Maybe that was it. Or Wipeout XL for our uh, American listeners. Uh, oh, is that what what it was called in? Mm, in yeah, we got a different name Wipeout for some reason. Oh, weird. Right, I mean, that was always... news of, of, of the current times, news yeah. of current games. I mean, I will say, like, the only thing, I'll, Wipeout 2097 always comes into my head as a game, like, that theoretically I would have liked, the PC version was, a, like, in particular, as a game I'd like to go oh, back yeah. to. But that has, oh, yeah. that has rate problems on PCs, because that game's frame rate was only really limited by the power at the time. So you run it now, and it just runs at infinite speed. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I don't know if anyone's patched out to, to lock it back at 60. And could you not run it through DOSBox and then... Through DOSBox? I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, I, think, I think in the uh, Digital Foundry did have a look at it, and it ran sort of acceptably um, on, you know, with the limitations that they're actually hitting... Uh, CPU limit on the actual on, of the actual console, trying to emulate it, and then it slowed it down enough. Hmm. But it well, had some one way of doing it. The reason why I mention it is because, like the the PC version, like the DirectX version of the PC one, you could modify a whole load of settings before you launched the game, and one of them was just like make the trails obscenely long, so they would oh, hang cool. around for like miles behind the cut the cut. <laughs> excuse me, behind the craft. So, but it looked really cool because all the cut tracks would just be like streaked. With where the craft had been. It was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I've always wanted them to put more of a trail on the craft since then, and they never really have. It just it just looked just looked really cool. Yeah, nice long trail like um that's one thing in that fifth element game, a New York race had nice long trails, didn't it? I seem to remember. Mm, yeah. But you couldn't really see the vehicles as well in that. So you kind of needed the trails to see where they were going. Or even the theming of Ridge Racer Type 4, right? Like it's graph, it's, it's the, the intro sequence and some graphics, especially all the end sequence, for instance, it made like like super blurry, like headlight trails and things like that. There was, oh, I mean, yeah, there was a little true. effect cool. in game where they drew a triangle behind like head, bright, bright lights and stuff to add a little bit of smearing. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, clearly that wouldn't have been the right approach in that game, but uh, give me more trails. Right, what news we got in a lot of games this week? Not oh. a lot. <laughs> Nothing at all, basically. It's really this quiet fortnight. out there. Um, the big, big news, or at least big for me, is that Bayonetta 3 trailer dropped pretty much immediately after we did our last podcast. Ah, yeah, it is coming. It is happening. It is happening. People. And it's happening this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. October, baby. What do you make of the trailer itself? I think it was a much better... I mean, it's not a great trailer, 
if we're if we're doing like trailer rankings, like it's it's a it's yeah. it's a sort of Japanese style trailer, so it's a bit of a mess in terms of like content and flow and uh, that kind of stuff. However, you do see an awful lot of gameplay in this, and all of that gameplay looks awesome. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it looks like Bayonet. That's all Sweet. I need to know. Like. Except, yeah, I guess you know they showed new, there's new abilities, there's a new character, there's a new playable character. That's kind of unusual. Oh, they're, they're, okay. They're, they're doing the Devil May Cry thing, it seems. Of like, so like, there's not just Dante. There's a Nero-esque character called Viola, um, who's like a witch in training, supposedly. Okay, that sounds cool. So yeah, they're mixing it up a little bit. I suppose you have to at some point. But um, but 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 then they've also given Bayonetta like kai, the, you know the kaiju fights were, were sort of shown there, but but shown in a different way. She wasn't like fighting with a kaiju battle raging in the background. It looked like you're actually in control of them, or there were um, like animalistic states that that Bayonetta could be in to fight differently. And it's like, ah, oh, okay, there's, there's more. There's more going on here. There's more powers. Mm. There's more things. Unleash butterfly mode. What is that a new ability? Yeah, I think so. I don't think that's had. I don't think Bayonetta really had a sort of equivalent of Devil May Cry's Devil Trigger state mm. before, but um, I think it does. It looks like it does now. Is that um, like a Berserker mode thing? Kind of. Yeah, it's um, you just sort of. Uh, well, it depends on the Devil May Cry games, but they like it's so some. I think on in some of the early ones, it would just be like a powered up state where you just do a bit more damage perhaps and move quicker and all that kind of jazz but i think in later games that sort of turns you into a uh you know into a into more into more of a devil devil and your move set changes and you can do different things and mm. this looks like it's more of the latter hey this looks rad i'm, I'm all in sweet well you've been waiting for it and here it comes yep. so it's been a very can long only be time. good things Cool. Well, that's the big news. What else we got? <laughs> I mean, that's, pre- that's pretty much it. Yep. That is I mean, Nintendo it. still haven't done a direct. No. News, so. At this point, we're, it's going to be out of July, so it's not going to even be an E3 one, even if they do it. doesn't count now. No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, at some point, they're probably going to give us more of a look at Splatoon, right, leading up to its launch. I don't know. I feel like they've already done that in all those other little individual videos. Yeah, like, they I'm, covered all the individual parts. But, yeah, quite quite briefly, but I don't know if we'll get a, like, a full-on dope like his this platoon direct i don't think that they could sustain that no. i think and also i think everyone already knows what platoon is at this point it's yeah the maybe. Third game. yeah it's just more splatoon <laughs> and obviously they're not going to do a deep dive into zelda because you could, that's again everyone already knows what that is and you don't well, want to spoil anything we don't really from whatever little there might be to spoil theoretically yeah. i mean i'm hoping nintendo hold whatever the next Zelda is slightly closer to their chest than I hope they don't do a direct or anything like a specific one on it. I I just want those little, little teasers, but we don't really know what that game is still. No. Well, kind of really the only, the only game that will sustain an entire direct by itself at this point is Metroid 4, but that's clearly not in a state that they're going to do that still. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how close we are to getting a look at that. It's been, even since the the reshuffle of the development, it's been a number of years now. 
Or I guess they could do an entire direct from another Mario Party because they like doing that for some reason. They do. There's already been two on the Switch. Yep. And they're not going to do the one that everybody wants. It's just like, why don't you just do everything? Come on now. Because they already half tried that and and people didn't like it. But they they severely underpopulated it with content again. Oh, shakes fist. Oh, and Daisy's coming at Battle Strikers, so because you know, <laughs> yes, but that was just that's just Nintendo sports game getting regular updates. <laughs> it's not, not a yeah. surprise. I do want to listen to how Shy Guy sounds in that though, <laughs> just because just of how cool he sounds in Mario Kart 8, right? Moist in all the sound effects from the game and how the characters sound and <laughs> the natural Battle Strikers gameplay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Fair enough. Fair I'm pretty. Enough. I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I'm not sure. I understand quite how the characters can play that differently in Battle Strikers, right? It's a football mm. game. Yeah, they yeah. Can, they can do that. football-y things, and they don't really have that much in the way of, and, and maybe a special. That's all they kind of are, like you know, the Mario tennis thing. They still play tennis. And then occasionally they have a special. Yeah. I'm more I mean, interested in how Shy Guy looks and it's around the bit. I mean, the, to be fair, like Boo and Paratrooper did play quite differently in Mario Tennis, I suppose. But you were kind of the outliers, right? Because they were so yeah. drifty. Yeah. And Boo had his ridiculous curl. And that game was good. Um. So that's Nintendo still waiting on them, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anything else going on? Into the Breach got its uh, advanced edition released, free update for everyone, which is pretty cool. I think that would be cool to do a video on since we're saying that we wanted to. Indeed. Um, the journal of one Zach has mastered it, I guess. <laughs> are <laughs> yeah. you going to play it, Zach? Uh, the advanced edition. You? I mean, it'd be, it'd be theoretically good for a video to just go in without in seeing blind. any new content. But then I, I still might have to maybe go back and play the old, like the non-advanced content just to get back into it mm. in advance. I think you'd pick up. <laughs> I don't think it'd take you long to pick up no, I don't that game. So. I think, I think, I, think I probably retained most of that. Probably go back and play FTL, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't no. remember the advanced edition of that virtually at all. I think no. I played like did... two runs in the advanced edition of FTL. What did they add in in FTL? It was like new ship layouts. Yeah, there was new ship layouts and there was like a new race and then some new individual but like bits of equipment and like rooms in the ship. And new events, right. right. Well, and yeah, all the, all the random occurrences. Make a good game better. Well, kind of, but there's always a risk of just when you add that yeah. much content of like it get, getting less balanced. That's true. Like when you're adding yeah. a bunch of new items to the random pool of drops you could possibly get, you're you're theoretically having more chance of not getting something useful <laughs> that combos that with what you currently have because not everything works together. Right, I see what you mean. You might be lowering the, the chance of getting the one way that a certain item already would, you know, could become useful. Yeah. And it's 
arguably slightly more risky in, in into the breach than FTL because you you can only like have two guns per mech and you don't exactly have tons of money to spend on that kind of thing. You only get you you get like one chance essentially in that game to to get your second weapon and that's it. You better hope it's a good one. Not like that where you can just sell shit off and buy random things and completely change tack midway for a run sometimes sure. if you have the money for it. At least, uh, well, maybe all of the new weapons are good ones. Maybe. I did see that like there, there has apparently been some balance changes with this patch as well, like to everything. I think they've. I think maybe they've made all the weapons slightly less power hungry on the reactors, so you could upgrade them slightly easier, which is probably good because a lot of the second tiers of upgrades to some of those weapons were very difficult to actually get, like mm. to actually earn enough reactor cores, and you had to like super hard commit to putting all your reactor cores onto that one mech just to get like the free power that you needed for the second tier of upgrades of some of those weapons. They were quite expensive. Was that a uh, fire strategy then in some of the teams? Like, yeah, like, I mean, it depends on having one super uber mech and the others are just like meat. Well, I mean, like the classic example was the the smoke team, where like the the aircraft does the like jump and smoke bomb thing. The second tier of that. Well, actually, I think that had three tiers because, like, the second tier wasn't very expensive that they made it jump two spaces instead of one. But then, like, the third tier made it do twice as much damage. Hmm. So that's, like, quadrupled the damage output from the start, basically. Hmm. And the, the whole point of that team was, like, because the, the smoke was electric and that was a passive upgrade on one of the other mechs, but it applies to all smoke. Hmm. So you could pour the resources into that one highly upgraded weapon because it was benefiting from the passive boosts from the other megs. But yes, that kind of thing is, it's kind of difficult to pull off sometimes where you're just like, I'm just not getting enough reticles. I'm never going to be able to afford to <laughs> dump three points into this weapons final upgrade. It's like on the first team where they have your, you have the basic punch that the first, the first basic mech has very rarely will you ever get to the final tier of that where you have like the boost punch where you can like dash five spaces forwards. Mm. It's useful if you can get it, but it's a bit expensive. You'd rather have just the first tier where you get the damage upgrade and that's enough. Because <laughs> then you just punch things to death. <laughs> but you then you kind of underestimate how useful maneuverability can be sometimes in that game. Yeah, I think that was... Yeah. Where I found myself most in trouble often in Into the Breach was too like, far I away. I can't get to where the problem is to solve it. Yeah, and that's why I, I just ended up always using that same one pilot who has the ability to move through enemies because mm. <laughs> that's just far too useful. He was my constant time traveler every run. I was just like, I'm just going to bring him again because <laughs> he's far too useful. How do you get him? Is he in the starting lineup, or you just mm. found him one day? Well, no one's in the starting line because you only have the the first original your guy. own guy. Yeah, but yeah. I found. I think I found him pretty immediately, and then I was just like, every time I got a pilot after that, I was like, well, your 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 ability does not compare to this other guy. Sorry, I'm never going to use you. 
Except for the woman who gives you a shield at the start of a fight who had a very situational use with the ice mechs where you can protect yourself from freezing <laughs> and therefore made the ice mechs ridiculously powerful. That was the one time where I was like, I need to set this up in advance. If I'm was to... that like a broken combo? Yeah, a bit. Because or... yeah. the ice mechs just were like, when you fire the ice cannon, it freezes yourself. So you have to waste an extra turn breaking out of the ice usually. But then if you have a shield, you don't freeze when you fire it. <laughs> So if you use the pilot who starts with a shield at the start of a fight, you can basically fire it for free every turn. Every turn, because the shield survives. Yeah, the because the shield, provided you don't get hit, of course. I mean, you have to avoid taking any actual damage. But as long as you've got the shield, it counters the ice. And then you just freeze everything. And then you play a team where you just use free freeze mechs. <laughs> you can only have one of them have a shield, but you can, when you have three of them... You just freeze everything instantly. And then you just sit there, basically. There was a couple of times in that run where I'd frozen all the enemies, and, and because there's a spawn limit in that game, you just freeze like eight of them on the field, and then no more spawn. And then you just sort of sit there for two turns because the battle just ends. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't get the bonuses for kills. No, that is the trick with that. Like, that was the trick with that run with that team. It's like you're never going to get any kill bonuses you're never going to you're always going to fail the like kill the boss at the end of the islands you're never going to get mm. a perfect islands so you're never going to get that bonus <laughs> see and then obviously you want to choose missions that don't have kill requirements otherwise but yes the ice cheese was quite funny so maybe we'll see about some kind of new cheese. I don't know what kind of new cheese they could possibly be. I don't think they've introduced any new mechanics, as far as I'm aware. Okay, if you were to play a lot of Interbreach late at night, are you going to get new cheese dreams? <laughs> Potentially. I mean, you might think up new cheese <laughs> in your sleep. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> So the news is, is that Interbreach might might cause cheese dreams. <laughs> That's the not news of talking about how I played that game a long time ago. Yep. <laughs> and we probably well, already talked about that on the podcast. It's worth talking about because there's an advanced edition out, so it's a good time to go back to. And we will probably do it ourselves. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, also, that Stray game is out and supposed to be good. So mm, um, Yeah, I really want to play that. But it sounds like the place to play it is PS5, mm. uh, which I do not have. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah PC version's currently got a few issues, so it's probably <coughs> worth holding out if you don't have a PS5. But if you've got a PS5, you must have it. I mean, it's an indie game. I'm sure it's like, uh, is it on PS5? It's like 4K60, is it? Like, yeah. locked. I mean, well, that's, yeah, that's 60 not quite locked performance. But... I don't know if it's actually 4K, but yeah, yeah. Cool, but yeah, you take a take a hit down at thirty if you're on PS4, which is probably PS4. fine as well. Yeah. But I think it'd be fine. Yeah, it's probably yeah. It's just a nicer, just a, a nicer to have the the full. Yeah, I immediately rate. thought to myself, it's like that's fine. I'll play that on PC. And then I saw <laughs> saw that it's it was having issues. Yeah, saw the headlines that it was having a bit of trouble on PC, and it's like, yeah, maybe not. Okay, fair. It did um break some. Oh, I forget. Like it had, I, I can't remember the numbers, but it did hit some like pretty amazing uh, player counts on Steam, though. Like it got it got 
quite oh really it, yeah on, on launch it did it did it made a made a little bit of a well, impact they, on the charts if they were going to they oh, needed good. that to happen like that because you know there was going to be playing in like a week yeah no no <laughs> when they realized, week, oh, well, actually, yeah. yeah depending on how long the game is yeah they'll be done with it yeah <laughs> yeah i think most people have probably played it and finished it um but that's cool i like it when there's like an, a kind of event game hmm. yeah obviously that one's not going to last as long as the big event games like uh like your Red Dead's where everyone's playing it for a month or whatever. Sure. And it's, you know, it's not a multiplayer game either, so it's not going to have a tail, no. despite being cats. But, um, but don't estimate <laughs> cats. Underestimate cats. I think that's, that's the, uh, the lesson. Never there. underestimate cats. And robots. Remember, guys, cats. <laughs> Cyberpunk cats. Yeah, but not too in your face with the cyberpunk aspect. <laughs> it's not, imagine like if it was cyberpunk twenty seventy seven style, <laughs> it would be very in your face. Yeah, that would be a very different game. Yeah, exactly. It'd be it'd be a furry game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably at, at some point it would just be that. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's the games news. Yeah, pretty much. Is there any other kind of news? Saw trailer for that um, Amazon Lord of the Rings series, and it's like I assumed that was going to be bad, but like it looks okay. I don't know. Hmm. I have to might have to wait till a few episodes to decide that it's bad. Sure. <laughs> Initial visual not, is not, it but, doesn't suck. <laughs> well, the weird part is the weirdest part of the, especially the end of that last trailer, is like just how close they are to the Peter Jackson visual style, mm. like. Like, because it's not the same, you know, they've got the license or whatever for the, um, that, that part of the Tolkien canon, but they're not the same. It's not like, it's not like a continuation of the Peter Jackson things at all. It's its own thing. And yet they seem to be heavily referencing to the point where like at the end of the trailer, there's clearly a Balrog and looks identical to the one in the, in the Fellowship. It would be the, the movie. You could argue it could be pretty risky at this point to actually, to deviate though. Mm. but i don't know how whether they i don't know if what the legal situation is to to be hewing too close to the peter jackson films but because that's like warner brothers isn't it or something oh, like? i mean warner brothers no, is it warner brothers yeah this is warner brothers, but yeah are warner brothers still the custodians of the i IP, think of the ip and so probably have some i think they have some rights to some part they're planning on making a, a film which sounds terrible um that's un, obviously unrelated. Because they obviously have the um, game rights as well, still. Um, yeah. I heard they were going to do like a a film, a prequel film about the Rohan or whatever, um, like previous wars of the Rohirrim, something like that, oh, which sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, it's probably not a good idea. Uh, but yeah, anyway... Um, yeah, I was surprised. I suppose if you spend that much money, I think it's the most expensive TV series of all time, I imagine, this uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings. So uh, what's it called? Rings of Power. So, uh, yeah, I just thought Jeff Bezos was like, I want my own Game of Thrones and was like, let's get the Lord of the Rings license. That's mm. obvious. Um, but, you know, and so I just assumed that would be a bad idea. But who knows? They Maybe just, they'll pull something out. They probably could have made an Elden Ring show, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah. Really I mean, want a Game of Thrones. Let's get that guy... Guys, back to Martin. Yeah, yeah. That, that, 
is probably not in much of Elden Ring. Well, he didn't even freaking finish Game of Thrones, did he? I mean, that's still still writing that, supposedly. Uh, that guy, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, it's... Go on. That was best. I don't think I have much uh, other media news myself. Yeah. yeah. There's a trailer for... There's a bunch of Marvel shit. They've laid out the next phases or whatever of Marvel. You know how they do when they stand mm. in front of a screen and they have the timeline and they have a bunch of logos for films that they're developing or whatever, which doesn't always pan out, right? They, they sometimes show stuff that doesn't actually happen, or they used to. Like with Star Wars, I think they showed like... You know, back in the Rogue One days when they thought, oh, we'll do a Star Wars movie every two years and we'll do an, um, like a Star Wars anthology movie on the off years like Marvel and we'll just have one every year. And then they did Solo and it bombed or whatever. And they thought, oh, better rethink that because that didn't mm. make any money. <laughs> and then they switched it to TV. But at the time, they were they were going to make the Obi-Wan thing as a movie, obviously. And that obviously got switched to to tv so they definitely used to show things that didn't happen but i suppose with they've got their planning a bit more realistic now but yeah um there was a trailer for the black panther 2 or whatever mm. that was a really well put together trailer did they, I, I mean will say that i mean what are they doing without chadwick boseman if they well that's said, the thing isn't it being replaced does that trailer feature any unsuited yeah well panther? they've said that that he won't be recast or the the role won't be recast but the the um trailer does feature like a teaser shot of the suit at one point mm. somebody in the suit in a suit yeah so something's going to happen clearly what it'll be right it'll be someone else in some way um but it's clearly it's focusing on the i don't know uh the sister and but more uh, but more importantly i think the um or the his mother i think right who's still alive is that right and um who's the ruler i guess of wakanda uh oh, no, and is it mother patriarch no, isn't it in, in, in wakanda right so i thought i thought um i don't know why i can't remember his actual in. name but i thought i thought yeah i thought black panther was was essentially ruling it yeah i guess i can't remember and then it's the the leader of the the um the woman warrior lady. Yeah. Uh, I, again, that, I can't remember yeah. her name, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. She seems to be the key, a key, a character. And it plays the, um, the trailer was well edited with the music is like no woman, no cry, which turns <laughs> into, uh, all right. You know, Kendrick Lamar's we gonna be all right, which makes sense with the, the lyrics of no woman, no cry makes sense with the, with the, the, Chadwick Boseman thing and stuff and then going into we're going to be alright was quite nice and that was kind of cool so who knows maybe that'd be good I mean it's hard to tell I I, I actually haven't really I, I can't say I've been that into any Marvel film since Endgame um, I'm, I'm behind so I still haven't seen that there Spider-Man and, oh uh, that was okay and I can't, and I can't really yeah. go forward until I've seen that because of the Doctor Strange ties right yeah I mean, I had no desire to watch the Doctor Strange in the cinema, and now freaking the sequel to Thor Ragnarok, which I really liked, is currently out in the cinema, and I can't mm. even be bothered to see that. I'm not really that interested in. No, it's fine. It's point. like they they play out well in the cinema and stuff. Like, of course they do because they're, they're yeah they're well put together films. But like equally, 
as I say, since I've moved to this house and I've got got my yeah. uh, my setup better than it's ever been at home, it's like I've I've rekindled that. Actually, watching films at home is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's like, probably better. If I currently nice don't really miss the cinema all that much. No. One thing I will say is that um, Ms. Marvel on Disney Plus that's pretty good. Yeah. Although, I whenever want, I it gets to an action that, scene, but... the action scenes are fine. I mean, they they're 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 well done. All, all of the kind of action in the Disney Plus marvel things is like it's not quite movie level but it's like pretty good usually mm, but i'm yeah. like um just get back to the characters <laughs> i don't care about this action scene quite a lot of the time although there was quite a good uh you know when they're punching each other or whatever it's like yeah okay get back to the, the interesting stuff um but there was a cool chase scene in the last episode i watched um through the streets of karachi like on a t- in a tuk-tuk or whatever and th- that was kind of cool so or a bit different certainly a way better than the freaking stupid chase in was esper or whatever in, mm, in B- book of boba fett, fett. that oh, was yeah. just the worst thing i've ever seen that was almost so bad it was funny uh, so slow that, was, that was just shocking i'm a good run and uh, i know a shocking mod mod gang with it's, the, it's the worst idea they've had so far so so bad oh my god anyway I mean, I'm, I'm only uh, three um, we're watching obi-wan at the moment i'm only three episodes in but i am quite liking it it's like, yeah, it's no Mando, uh, it's but, fine. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it seems all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, I don't know. I just, I just think it's unnecessary. There you go. And I, I'm the, I'm the sort of person who gets annoyed by like anything that like even threatens to threaten, threatens to threaten the canon. You know, <laughs> and and you know, there's something that's slightly off compared to a New Hope. I'm like. Of course, I know. Obviously, they've thought about it, and technically, it all works. But like, uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird that Princess Leia knows who Obi Wan Kenobi is. Anyway, that's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Ms. Marvel is better, though. I guess it does. It that Leia knowing Obi Wan just doesn't come up, though, right? In... No, it te- technically it's all fine. Nothing. There's nothing. They haven't done anything to contradict a New Hope. It just makes it all. It just makes it weird. <laughs> I don't know. Just she. Just, it's just the way she addresses him, or whatever. In the hologram message, seems overly formal, or something, or like maybe. And there's like all these things where it's like, ah, oh, but she's trying to keep it a secret, and then and then Obi Wan freaking dies, uh, uh, and she doesn't seem very upset. Even though, but although her entire planet has just been destroyed and she doesn't seem that upset, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I mean, compared to Luke, who barely knows him, uh, I don't know. It's just uh, kind of, there's all kinds of weird stuff. Like the, the fact that they, uh, you know, have a, yeah, anyway. Star Wars, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, a, it's only a, <laughs> Star Wars. It, Star Wars, you know, is is there to make fun things from and, you know, that are entertaining. And that's what, I guess that's what everyone is. So there's no point complaining. You know, it's there. It's there. It, it's not there to be taken seriously. It's there to be uh, like a fun adventure story. So, so it doesn't really, so the fact that the canon is a bit, I just rather they just carve out a space where it doesn't affect any of the, that's what they did with Mandalorian pretty much. It's like, it's after the films, you know, new, new characters, totally different bit of space. Doesn't, doesn't mess anything up until you start introducing Luke Skywalker. But like, uh, until then, like you're all good. 
that's better rather than just the, these existing characters just um the, the, and like trying to squeeze something in they already did prequels and now you're doing a, like a halfway between a midquel it's like weird i don't know it's fine it's fine i just prefer Man- mandalorian i think that was the best way to do a star wars tv show was as is exactly what they did with mandalorian just think you could be watching that halo show oh my god yeah that's true now what paramount plus is actually in the uk now but yeah that's a whole other service that you'd probably only want to watch the halo show and then i don't know what else i'd ever want from it i'm not sure you would want to watch no. the halo show either well, no there's that yeah well, are you going to try and watch an episode somehow? I, I guess know. I don't know. I'll figure something out at some point. There's just there's a part of my brain that's just I have to know. <sighs> I, have to know. Yeah. I know it's all broken and it's a totally different story. Essentially, hmm. like it's not it's not the game's story, which also in you know wouldn't make a good TV show, right? Yeah. No, not at all. Just because it's a game story, and also you know the Halo canon is kind of messed up these days, anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. TV. TV and movies and games. But back to games. What games have you been playing? I'll start with you, Rob. Me? Uh, yeah, not a hugely uh, exciting couple of weeks for me. Um, I guess we should talk about what you and I briefly played. Last weekend, uh, we got we got we played through the first few levels of Shredder's Revenge in two player. Oh yeah, I actually played something. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was true. a laugh. Yeah, that was fun. It's yeah, that game. was cool. I I think it, it is really good. Even though I'm, yeah, I haven't played beat 'em ups for years, but like I could mash my way through it and have fun, and I could clearly see where I could actually get some, you know, practice and get some fun yeah. skills out of it as well. I think they get. Yeah. I think they get most of the time. I think the game does a pretty decent job of of somehow you knowing. And it's like, oh, I could have done. I know what I should have done there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was good at that. Uh, or yeah. No, I mean, it, there the enemies are occasionally There's some frustrations, key, like especially the bosses. Yeah. The bosses can the early bosses in particular can be a little bit on the. Uh, awkward side to manage um, right, yeah. uh, and you know with yeah, very slim timing windows in which you can actually hit them or before they then go into an attack that you then can't break them out of or you know uh, just generally being a bit too spongy in some cases um, but other than that yeah most most stuff most most of the time it feels like oh I could have done something about that and I just didn't do the right thing I didn't react right or perhaps I should have should have yeah. burnt one of my specials or perhaps i should have uh actually dodged tried to dodge around or dodge through or do this other weird attack or um and they do get surprisingly uh you know in the in sort of the mid to late game there are some enemies and stuff where they do actually kind of uh, certain moves do actually seem more effective than others because of the way those moves hit like uh, the characters have like a slide attack that i sort of didn't realize was even there for like a good portion of the game. It's in the tutorial. I just forgot about it. Um, where, which, cause it, I guess the controller is a bit, 
non-intuitive there because it's like you have to be running and then you push the jump button and instead of jumping they go into the go into the slide which is actually an attack and it's like okay there's a slightly slightly odd control choice but but hey ho um yeah and that actually would slide under certain uh barriers that some characters could put up and you could do damage to their feet and things and it's like oh oh, okay that's actually kind of clever that you uh you thought about that in spots or at least it felt like they thought about (laughs) you know Hmm. Whether that was actually their intent or not, I'm not 100% certain, but hey, it, it feels like that at times. Yeah, it's a good game. I enjoy it. Yeah, it is definitely good. Very high, you know, kind of production values, or what am I saying? Just quality yeah. uh, of the, the graphics and everything. It's, well, the, the artistic style that works really well. Like, Absolutely. Uh, obviously, it's- obviously, it's a homage to those old games i guess and like mega drive stuff but or, or arcade stuff i guess yeah it's, uh, i mean it's, but, i guess it's primarily pulling its uh, inspiration from the the turtles arcade machines yeah um, the old konami titles um uh yeah but it's it, it is tribute back to what they do best which is the main thing i think like you know they they they've always had talented pixel artists um and it's nice to see them you know, put that to use in a game that's actually, you know, shines as well as Scott Pilgrim did. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only thing I might say to its detriment, and this is this is an odd detriment in a way, is like I still haven't played the arcade mode. And the arcade mode is basically a beginning to end run. But that game's quite long. Actually, yeah. when you think about it, it's like got sixteen stages, and the stages can take, on average, take about or have been taking me about six or seven minutes to finish. Yeah. So, I've tried to work that work out the math in my head. It's like, was that like like nearly like two hour run, something like that? Yeah, a good two hours. Thing. Yeah. Um, maybe longer, uh, depending on on certain levels. So yeah, that's quite a commitment to sit, settle down and be like, right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run this. Um. And you know you could run out of lives and not do it. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like it is like going back and playing it like um like a, like Genesis Streets of Rage or something where you, you get you takes you like an hour and a half to get through that and then you could just die on the last stage like like was it Zach and I did when we tried it? Was it you and me or was it you and me and Kips? I can't remember. Anyway, we, we tried it at some point. We got most of the way, and mm. then it's like, and then you just put the controls down because it's just like I can't be asked to do that yet. <laughs> But it's a good game. Um, so aside from the, uh, the the other usual suspects like Rocket League and Sideswipe, uh, which I don't really have a lot to really talk about there, um, we should probably talk about them bug snacks. Whoa, whoa! Talk about bug snacks. I still haven't heard the. I still haven't heard the song. Song though. No. <laughs> There's a character in the game that is like a. Uh, a washed-up singer, like had a, had a, it was a one-hit wonder, and the, and is trying to f- rekindle the magic, and she will occasionally sing stuff. It's not that bug snacks on. I want to talk about some bug snacks. Well, go for it. <laughs> that game's all right. I like. It's. I'm not sure. It's quite what I had in my head and and I knew a fair amount going into it about what it was and how what people how people had described 
how this thing plays, but it still caught me by, by somehow it still caught me a bit by surprise what, uh, where the focus of what you're doing really is in this game. It's um, mm. in an odd way, like the bug snacks and the Pokemon-esque trappings are sort of secondary. Like the, the the main thrust of the game seems to be about the conversations you have with the the Grumpuses, as the uh, as, as the sort of weird monstery creatures are are called, and mm-hmm. uh, you know their their struggles with living on Snack Tooth Island and their relationships with each other. It's like that you're spending most of your time like talking to them. Well, maybe not most of your time, but maybe half your time having conversations and having story. Uh, having narrative segments involving the other the other inhabitants of the island um which is fine but it's just like just how much of that is like when the game is like seems to be when you, you see it ahead of time it's like primarily focused on oh it's kind of pokemon but like pokemon and viva piñata kind of thing like you know we're catching we're catching snacks that look like the, the bugs and, the, and they're all named like like the snacks except they're Say their names like the Pokemon from the show, and it's like, oh, so maybe, yeah, I've got, 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 got to catch them all, right? I've got, got to catch them all. And it's like, that's only half the game. That really is only half the game. And that side of the game is a, is quite chaotic in its design compared to the uh, the narrative, which seems quite structured. So, like, you saw me trying to do some of the snacks stuff probably more than you saw the uh, the, 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 the the narrative side of that game. And it's like yeah. it's um it's a weird mess is how I would describe catching things on that in that game. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's there's elemental effects at play, there's behaviors at play, and your your tool set sometimes feels inadequate for getting the job done, but there's always a trick. Well, the thing I'm learning about that game is there's always a trick. Um and it's often way simpler than you think. Like the, the the initial route you have in your head sounds cool, and then you and then sometimes you can pull it off, but then there's always like actually when you properly think about it, or when you learn what some of the equipment can do that you didn't realize it can do, you're just like, oh, I could have just done that thing and caught it right way easier. Like for for me, the thing I think you were watching me trying to catch the Sherby on the uh, which is a, which was a, a frozen uh, bit of ice cream. <laughs> that, right, yeah. That, that's like is burrowing under the sand, and I was like, right, okay, it's frozen. I can't touch it because it will freeze me. Um, so I can't catch it, and it will freeze your freeze my stuff as well, and it will just fall apart. Um, so like, I need to set this thing on fire somehow, so it somehow like so its temperature like evens out, and then when it's evened out, I can then catch it somehow. So I led this what, miles away. It led to this this other creature. I think it was a noodler that was on fire. <laughs> out of a lava cave, brought it all the way up to this Sherby just to have them fight a bit. And sure enough, like it took a bit, of, it took quite a faff to get it there and I had to dodge some other stuff on the way just to clear a path for this thing. But it totally worked. And it's like, it, and, and I managed to catch the thing. It was only after I did that that I immediately thought, you know what, I could have just set myself on fire and ran into the thing. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which would have solved the problem. Uh, and I went back and tried that and that totally solved the problem. <laughs> It does work. Yeah, that, that totally works. I mean, as it's well. problem solving. I mean, you solved it in another way, <laughs> in a really roundabout way. But yeah, yeah but that's it, cool it that that done. works too. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's kind of the thing. Like, it's it's sort of it's trying to be Pokemon, but with systems. Like, and like, 
and mm. you you're actually catching them rather than fighting them like and uh using the environment um which is also, I guess, like arguably different from Viva Pinata, where Viva Pinata is just a checklist, right? You have to meet certain requirements, and then the, that Pinata will be your friend and uh, mm. and join your garden. So it's it is different from the, from those. Um, but it just, yeah, as I say, it just feels so mad sometimes. There are so many times in that game where it's just like I've there's been something I needed to catch and I haven't quite managed to pull it off. And then something else random will just happen between the snacks and they'll just have beaten themselves up into a stunned state and I just swoop in and go, yoink, I'm having you. Oh, right, okay. Just an <laughs> a, a emergent interaction. Exactly, yeah. I've, like Sometimes it would have just happened and I'll have like turned around and been like, oh, shit, that thing's stunned. Go, 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 go. I don't know how that happened, but I'm having it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's definitely happened with a so, couple of them. So a little too much chaos like ensuing and, and and things being just kind of luck or cheese cheese based yeah or, or a is bit, it all a bit of cheese. okay to I, do? Think, I think cheese implies intent like you've got intent to break yeah, the game in some true. way these these things just sort of happened mm. you can get a bit lucky I guess you can get yeah, lucky which is good which is fine. Um, but it's definitely some fun stuff. Like you get you get like a lot, uh, a sort of springboard that you can aim at things. And then you like for some some of the snacks, you can throw your trap at them and then catch them in midair, like, which is quite satisfying. So it's like you fling them, switch to your trap, and then time the the closing of the trap so it grabs them out of the air. But that doesn't always work. There are some things that can break out of the trap immediately. So then you have to like some of the flying things. You have to figure out how to draw them to the ground. And then they might be stunned, or they might open up. Uh, there's, there's the occasional environmental thing as well that you can do, where you need to lure a snack to damage the environment, or uh, in some way to open up a path to somewhere else. And it's like those are all fine. They're often pretty simple, but those are fine. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, and I'm. I guess, I guess like I kind of wish that they. I, I think at some point they might have actually run out of ideas with like the snack animal oh, really? thing because there's there's a number yeah. of repeats um, and like palette swaps pretty much. It's like there's a there's a creature you see quite near the start of the game which is like a pack of fries but it's turned upside down and the fries are legs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they call it like, like it's a frieder. Uh, it's a spider made of fries. Uh, okay. And then... And then but that's right. That's right near the start, and then later on, you find the. Um, I think it's called the sweet Frieder. So it's basically the same. So his legs are made out of sweet potato fries instead of fries. Ah, oh, okay, that is a repeat. But that's yeah. okay. I mean, that's just a variation on the same. Yeah, and there's a few of those. There's a few peel bugs that are like the peel bugs are like a, uh, like a segmented orange, like just arranged in a in a sort of caterpillar, sort of uh, caterpillar like way. And there's four of those. That are quite literally just palette swaps. Um, yeah, so I think that's sort of sort of the problem with with some of the snacks design. Is like, yeah, they're, they're, a lot of them are far too similar. Um, mm. uh, but I do like that they all they're all, as I say, they're all sort of like the Pokemon cartoon. They they're all voiced to say their own names in stupid ways. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they're just. I, like, I heard some of that, and it was quite good. It's quite yeah. fun. Like the, there's there's no denying that when a bunger is chasing you, which is basically a burger bun, <laughs> still in its packet, uh, and when that's chasing you around and it's going bunger 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 bunger, 
It's like, that's quite funny. <laughs> I, I don't really get bored of that. It's just bunger, bunger, bunger. Or, it, I don't know, there's these little, there's these uh, foil packets that are, that are called snack pods uh, littered around the levels. And uh, it, it, I do quite like the fact that when, whenever you catch one, it just goes, snack pod. And like a, in a really depressed <laughs> kind of voice. <laughs> snack pod. There's some good ones, those. Like, um, there's a, a sort of praying mantis type thing you find later called a called a called a picantis that that chases you around, going picantis, picantis, and it has a sort of like a celebration stance when it hits something. He's like picantis, <laughs> picantis, and it's like that, that's pretty great. And there's a giant pizza moth, you know. I'm just putting it out there. There's a giant pizza moth. With the wings being slices, the whole, the whole, yeah, the whole thing is just a sliced pizza. It's just arranged. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, yeah, and the story elements. Like, have you got through it, or are you getting through it? Or? No, I'm not all the way yet. I think I'm pretty close to the end mm-hmm. um, of the main story, and there's DLC as well, uh, which is included in the, I believe, is included in the Game Pass version. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that's I don't think I've reached where that kicks in yet. Um uh, Yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty near the end. But it's it's, it's been quite long, I would say. Like it takes a reasonable amount mm. of time to get around do the jobs because like most of the most of the story advancing things are something to do with the bug snacks. Like, but most of the time it would be like, hey, I just want a couple of these. Like, go go catch a couple of these. So so it sort of does like force you to to go and catch the things rather than just oh yeah. hey that's, let, let's look at that oh that's cool I don't need you let's, no, let's go away and do this no 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 there's a, there is a there's a point in catching most things um, there's um for instance there's a mechanic uh, like one of the one of the characters runs a ranch and uh, for each unique type of bug bug snack you put in the ranch he'll uh, uh, your inventory space will will improve um uh, at certain milestones, and it's like, okay, cool. That's a uh, that's a an incentive to go and actually catch everything, because um, mm. you know, uh, the more I donate to this ranch, the more I'm going to get, uh, more I'm going to get back out of it. Um, but that system seemed to stop really early for me. Like I maxed out my inventory pretty early on, and it's like, well, now why? I can still donate to the ranch, but it doesn't actually gain me anything. So is the incentive for catching them all gone? Like other than hey, there's achievements for catching them all. Um, that is literally called "gotta catch them all." <laughs> <laughs> nice. I saw a um, there was a fun Twitter comic the other day um, of um, Ash sitting down at a campfire, whipping out his Game Boy and playing a game of animals. Because, you know, animals don't exist in the Pokemon world, so he was playing. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> took me a moment. <laughs> a wild horse appears, and he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> is it true that there's no... That every single animal in Pokemon is a Pokemon? Is yeah, that, is that, I, think that's, I think that's how that works, I, right? Because even so. when we watched Detective Pikachu, there was no sign of, like, just animal-ass animals, right? They're all no. Is that Is that absolutely the case in... In the anime, I think so, but that must mean like every single little bug or fly or anything is some kind of Pokemon, right? 
insect or all the I, I guess there are obviously there are insect pokemon but the, i feel like there's a kind of a minimum size to pokemon yeah <laughs> oh yeah and that's why clearly the pokemon world would be great because you would have to worry about well i mean you could still have bug nets but you'd have to have way less small <laughs> they could be, <laughs> be bug like wire fence and that'd be mm. enough that, to stop that's all the bugs. best the, the, the magical world of Pokemon, the best thing about it is that there's a minimum size and also you could just, like, to... If a bug came in, you could just like pick it up <laughs> because it's that big. There's <laughs> <laughs> this bumblebee just it. flies in going, Bumblebee! And you're like, oh, no, bloody hell. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw you out the window like a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You have a stash of Pokeballs ready <laughs> to, to catch them and then throw them out. Yeah, you could also do that. I mean, I'd check a Pokeball, have it, and then catch it, and then go outside and release it. And then you I mean, after yeah, minute, I've been done. so into the whole Pokemon voice thing, though, with like real animals, just with things going horse. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what Bug Snacks is doing, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, they're still not real animals. No. Oh, but you want a right? You want a version where it's all real animals, but they all say yeah, yeah, they, 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 they say their, they say their name. So dogs, dogs don't bark; they dog. Dog, 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 dog. Well, the cats might be a bit crap. The meow is pretty cool, but like cats would just sort of go cat, <laughs> <laughs> cat, <laughs> cat. That would get up. Cat. Would, that would, I, I think that would make them much less cute. Yes. Thinking about it, they're like cat. <laughs> the question is like, what do you do with like things where there's like various species of of something? Like, would they say, uh, like, would, would dogs all just go, dog? Or would they be like, chihuahua, chihuahua. Latin name. <laughs> right. I suppose they would, like, that, would be, that would be what Pokemon do, did, right? They would split them up into different Pokemon rather than being, like, species. Uh, right, because there's multiple dog Pokemon of different yeah. right breeds. They, they count as separate Pokemon, I guess. Yeah. Uh. Cows didn't go moo, they went cow. <laughs> that would be, be all right. Yeah. Cow. Cow, cow, cow. But goats would have to scream goat. <laughs> goat! They have to keep the character of their current vocalization, but just yeah. combined with their own name. But with their name, yeah. Goat! <laughs> I mean, hmm. Birds are the one that come to mind because in my head I just want them to be flying around going bird, <laughs> bird, bird, bird. Bird isn't specific enough. No, It'll it isn't. No. Pigeon, <laughs> pigeon, pigeon. Yeah. Well, I guess pigeon, pigeon. right? Yeah, it's pigeon's pretty, pretty close. Yeah. But they'd like seagulls would be like seagull, seagull, go, 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 go. <laughs> mine, mine. Yeah. I mean, gull works. Yeah. Gull, gull, gull. So bug snacks. So bug snacks. I've well, talked about their well. bug snacks. Talked about bug snacks. It's pretty good. Yeah, check it out. Okay, I think I. I'm trying to think like like how 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 more I can rob review this, but I'm not sure I can. Like okay, performance no. is a little spotty in places. Like it's it doesn't manage to hold a full sixty frames at times. Um, and when it and when it does dip, it will drop. It will do that thing where it drops to like a like a like a 30 like it doesn't doesn't like uncap the frame rate when it dips it just drops all the way to 30 and it's a bit 
sudden, shall we say. Mm. Um, there are there are bo- there are boss snacks as well. There's boss encounters. That's a thing. Mm, that, that's cool. I think you saw one of those, didn't you? You saw, saw me take out the, yeah, mel- yeah, yeah. the melon. Giant watermelon in a cave. Um, but yeah, I've, I've fought a few of those now. Um, and they're, they're normally not not difficult. They just um, no. They just, it's just, like a puzzle. There's just a method, yeah, to, to yeah. taking them out. It's not like you as a character can die or anything like that. You just get knocked no. around a bit. Um, and these boss encounters effectively just lock you in until you figure out what you need to do. Fuck's that. Uh, I, you know what? I will talk about it. I was going to withhold saying it, but uh, like, there was a game I went and saw at EGX like um, many, many years ago. Now I'm trying to work out when exactly it was. I, I want to say like 2017, 2018, something like that. Um, it was in Sega's Left Field collection at EGX, and it was called. Uh, I mentioned it at the time. It was called X Zodiac, um, and essentially this was trying to be Star Fox. Like Star Fox of old, like um, oh. low resolution, no textured polygons. You know, like original Star Fox look. Um, oh, okay, so super effects chip. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. But obviously, running at a not terrible frame rate, um, like it, yeah, like it did yeah. on those. Um, like it did. Uh, yeah, so that game has now turned up in early access on Steam, um, and I couldn't resist. I was like. I must. I must try this. It's the probably the closest thing to an actual Star Fox game I'm going to get for a while. And uh, at the moment, it's like, yeah, it's it is early access. The game's not complete. There's a uh, like a maybe only half the planned content in it at the moment. Mm. So they say. Um, I say so. They say. I think it might actually just be one guy making this thing, but with help from for for the music and things like that. Um, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm excited to see what they do 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 more. I'm like, I'm, I, I think the music's good. I think it plays plays well. I don't think it plays like if I'm like if I'm being honest with myself, it's uh, I don't think it plays as well as Lilac Wars. Um, they change wow. up a few yeah. of the mechanics a little bit, and in a way that I don't think works as well. Um, mm. So in Lilac Wars, you had your lock on laser, right? You hold you hold yeah. the shot down, and it. Um, but the lock on. Attack! You only could lock on to one thing at a time, but when that when the the the, the bolt or the ball that you shoot hits the thing, it creates like an area of effect explosion. So the idea was, as you would fire at things and try and catch as many things as you could, then you get a bonus for catching it. Um, so this has more of a more of a combo system. So like the point, if you're going for score, um, which it does have a ranking system for, like there's a there's a timer after each kill, and you try and keep that going. Uh, a bit like our own game, Death Ender. Um, mm. You, you want to keep that that hit combo going for 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 more score, um, which explains a little bit about what like how the some of the levels are quite um, non-stop in, in their design. Like there's just things always happening, so there's always things to shoot uh, on some mm. level. Uh, and to sort of help with that a little bit, the the lock-on laser is replaced with lock-on missiles instead, so you can lock a certain number of targets at once. And then release, and it will fire a specific shot at there. So that area of effect is gone, and instead you get like a more, I guess, a more pa- more Panzer and Res like shot. Um, but I don't think that 
quite works as well as the old lock-on but hey i guess they couldn't do everything <laughs> from star wars even though like pretty not star wars uh star fox even Line though pretty ones, much every yeah. part of this is a is a is a ripoff of star fox um you still have yeah bombs. i guess uh the characters at the bottom of the screen talk in the sort of lilac language by that oh, they I mean, do but i mean they go perfect that's all you need yeah um the problem, the problem, actually, that that is a problem as well. Like, I I can very rarely actually read what's being said at the bottom of the screen because, like, games like Star Fox and Lilac Wars did a really good job of pacing the action to uh, to when they would then say things at the bottom of the screen. So you know, the action would die down; it would be quiet. So if something came up on the bottom of the screen, you could actually read it, <laughs> right? Could, because there, there it was would be a lull in the action. Yeah, right? okay. that doesn't really happen here. The, the the stages are quite constant, and there's there's some conversations happening at the bottom of the screen, but I couldn't tell you what they said because um, I'd be too focused on shooting stuff, and because it's all done in lilac, like maybe it would be, would have been better had they gone like for an N sixty four aesthetic and like voice acted them like they did in start. So you could start hear the little radio player, yeah. So I could hear yeah. it while I was still fighting. Um, so that that is a problem. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about the story. Um, but there's also some Space Harrier stuff in there that was a fun little surprise. Yeah, I mean, by surprise, I mean, I'd, I'd seen it in the early access trailer before I got there. But yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool to actually play. Like, if you could find, like, these data disks hidden in the levels, um, then you can go into, like, a Space Harrier bonus stage. And it's like, all right, cool. I, li- I like what you're doing here. Uh, but I think it looks good. I think it sounds good. I think it runs pretty well. Some of the music is great. Um, yeah, I probably... I, I, I will likely give this a few more spins. Uh, I mean, I've, I've bought it. Like it's a, you know, like I had to. It wasn't. It's not like a free early access or anything. I was just like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm having it. Um, uh, yeah, and I think it's a good time. Um, uh, I think I think they've said they plan to spend another year on it before it's um, its final release. Um, and you know, I will put my usual. My my usual uh, word on that, and it's like it it you know it will be fine to wait. <laughs> I think I think it'll be a good time to. It'll probably be a better time if you went in when it finally came out, uh, which is my usual approach. But yeah, I just couldn't resist this time. I couldn't resist. No, fair enough. It's decent, um, but it is short at the moment. It is properly short. Yeah, that'll be me. That's been my two weeks in gaming. In gaming. <laughs> Zachary the Burgess. <laughs> what have you been playing over the past two weeks in gaming? Well, it turns out not as much Factorio multiplayer as, as I thought we would. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not necessarily because we haven't wanted to, but we just haven't made time for it as well. So we still haven't actually got to space in <laughs> space exploration. <laughs> And, you know, theoretically, multiplayer in space exploration is where multiplayer actually becomes more useful because you can actually have two people working on completely separate bases, not having to, like, interrupt each other's progress by, or wait for someone to finish something where it's like, I need this thing on the belt, but you, you haven't finished building this part of the factory yet, so I need to wait on making my part or whatever. You go do something else. So that, so that actually is actually works does it in the in this is it is this multiplayer on mod or is it a uh... 
inbuilt in the game now? I, I forget. Like, no, no, it's it's always been there. Oh, okay. So like the going to separate places is totally cool. And well, yeah. I mean, it's well. I think space exploration has always had like a warning for certain elements of it that are a bit weird in multiplayer. Although I think that's maybe more of a lag warning because especially when you're like revealing a new planet or whatever, and it has to generate like a new map, essentially that can cause, well, that causes the game to lag up even in, so in single player. <laughs> so in multiplayer, when you're having to then sync the game across the network or whatever, that makes it slightly more dodgy as well. I see. Yeah. That makes sense. You could it? easily drop someone from the game by going out of sync during that kind of heavy load, but mm. it seems okay so far. We've only we've only looked at other planets, though, of course, because we haven't actually been to space yet. <laughs> we've only looked at them and then had them generate, but then that leads to at least other problems, which aren't multiplayer related in space exploration, but they're like the weird way Factorio manage, managers. In the in the game engine, they're called surfaces. So, so well, that's what they're using to make the different planets are different surfaces. But because it, because they because they do run like in the background essentially, because obviously they have to if you have multiple bases on multiple planets, they will have to run simultaneously. But then that also includes things like the enemy AI. So if you look, if you use the satellite view to look at a planet. And there's enemies on it, but then you don't like go there for I don't know hours until you actually get round to it. The enemy AI still still runs, so the enemy can expand like over the landing zone because it's basically making a new map like Factory always has, where it has a safe zone essentially, where which is in the center. So if you look at another planet, but then don't actually go there, the enemy can expand over what would be the starting area while you're not looking at it. So, but fortunately, there is sort of a way around that in the mod where you can just like delete a, a, a surface you haven't visited. Well, you can delete any surface that doesn't have anything that you've built on it, basically. So, if you have only looked at a planet, you can just delete it. And then when you regenerate it, it's like it's generating it fresh again from the same seed or whatever. Oh, weird. So, does that mean you can sort of go to a place, fly away, delete it, and then come back to it and it's something different? Well, no. Well, kind of except i i think as soon as you land on it it becomes like solid or at least at least the chunks that you've interacted with directly i suppose that what i said doesn't make sense because i assume it seeds these places yeah i mean it's all from a random seed seed. yeah but then then there's the other there's the button to delete the entire surface if you if there's nothing there but then you there's also the other button for like trimming where it will delete any chunks that don't have anything in them essentially like as it like anything of yours so, you, so I, if, I find it really interesting that the game exposes this like is it because it knows its own performance well yeah it's it, it knows it's like, that you're going to have this potentially gigantic save file where you've got this whole bunch of extra terrain that you've generated at some point which is not actually useful in any way so you might mm. as well trim it out of the save file to make the game run better i'm sort of surprised it doesn't kind of just do that itself well i think that's probably more of like a it would it's it would be a like interface issue with how the game works because I mean the way you do it really is you'd fake it right you, it would delete the chunk but like the, the map view would still have the image of the chunk yeah and then it would regenerate it when you actually go there exactly because it would always come back the same yeah but theoretically. I I think that's just not that's not something Factorio can do so they just have to actually delete them and then sort of tell you that that's what it's doing <laughs> rather than 
by having I guess it would be almost like a fog of war effect if it did just delete them. Like the map would just go black if you left the area. Yeah, yeah. It feels like something they could cache. Is what I mean. Like there's probably a way of doing it. And uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Like what the actual because the thing we were lo- noticing, or, or I mean by that, like like they ca- like if you look at a place, they cache it for a while. Yeah, say, and, and then, then also like, oh, you've it. never been there, or you've never done anything like that. Yeah, uh, I can clean this up. Yeah, maybe. But the thing we were noticing about generating it is like certain it. it when it's generating a lot of new chunks at once, it's it very noticeably like hangs or lags up the game. But then it also seems to be dependent on like what is in the chunk, which I mean, obviously. But like if there's a bunch of trees, that tends to make it chunk out a bit slower. Mm. And then like if you're over just water, that's normally fine. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that that runs like it's. It, it, a lot of stuff in fact where that's outside like your interactable area goes into a sort of a sleep mode but it still has to be there for updates or whatever like all the enemy ai you can see it on in certain situations in fact where like if you if you're really far away but you can see and it like a bunch of biters they stop moving because it doesn't do pathfinding any longer so it just like sleeps all that AI, but like the enemy expansion code still has to run. And the thing about the enemy expansion code is, is it actually runs past the revealed map area. Like enemies can expand into places on map that you haven't actually discovered yet, because it knows where the landscape is going to be through the through the code. It doesn't actually have to generate the actual map, mm. which is why this whole enemy expansion thing on places you haven't discovered yet it can be a problem in space exploration. But yeah, there's a lot of weird optimizations to just make that thing run as well as possible. I mean, the main one, obviously, in space exploration is like the actual surfaces are small. Like the planets are actually just circles. Oh, right. <laughs> because obviously Factory is just 2D, but you just get like a circular plane that is the representation of the planet and then the radius of the planet determines how big that circle is. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's silly, but yeah, it's kind of fun. So yes, we haven't really played too much more space exploration, but we are getting towards space. <laughs> <laughs> Actual space. Well, that reminded me, but that two point, did that two point university come out? I think it's about to. Okay. okay. If that game feels like it should have come out like a year ago at this point. Like, Well, yes. feels like it should always have been DLC. <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe, yeah. But yeah, that was the bit of space exploration. And then, I mean, I guess the only other thing I actually need to talk about, because I haven't been doing that much, was finishing Tunic, I guess. Sweet. Yeah. But yeah, I finished it. It, okay. was, it was totally fine. It was totally fine? You didn't get caught, <laughs> you didn't get caught on a couple of things in the end? Or? Well, not really. There was a bit of a... <laughs> Well, there was basically, there was two things that I looked up. So I was like, uh, or kind of looked up, except not really. <laughs> so I mean, kind I of looked up, but not really. All right, let's, let's break this down. Well, the first thing I did was I did, I did sort of translate the language, except I kind of decided that I didn't need to fully because that language is weird. Once you get into it, like I, for, at first I was just, once I 
stared at it long enough to even have an idea of what I was going to be doing with it, mm. which took like three hours of just looking at it. I was like, oh yeah, now I'm starting to get it. Once I found a page where it was like, oh, this text is obvious enough that I can see where the translation goes, which was the dodge rolling page, because that's just like, oh, okay. It's really obvious what it's saying. Right. So I was like, okay, I can start the translation here. But then I, at, at first I was just sort of doing it in context, using the context, and that was like, that's fine. But then I was like, well, obviously I should write down an actual alphabet or something to actually make this way easier so I don't have to just interpret things by context and I can actually use the symbols to translate things more directly. Or the, you know, the pages where there's no context and it's just text. Mm. So I started writing out like an alphabet, but then I was like, well, this isn't really... It, it, the way it works doesn't necessarily mean you have to write out a full alphabet or know exactly how everything works. Because there are certain... It's not... It's not mm. There are certain... I can't really say much about spoilers, unfortunately. Well, I but guess. Yeah, that's... But the, like, it, it does work in a way that where some bits don't... Ne- well... The easiest way to say it is like so certain letters will appear in multiple different ways. Yes. Depending yeah, on yeah, context. Yeah. That's definitely it. So word I, I guess the way to describe it is like, okay, minor hints for those listening. Yeah. yeah. Words will always look the same. Right? A yeah. word will always look the same. Individual letters within that word. Mm, not really. Well, individual letters compared to other places where those letters appear in different words. Because the words are yes. always the oh, same. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> Take the, the word path is probably one of the easier ones to find, right? In the in the in the manual, yeah. And uh, um, yeah, the word path will always look like path, um, but yeah, the P part might not look the same. Well, P was one of the ones that doesn't really change that much. R is the one that changes a lot because it's contextual with like vowels. Yeah. Uses the R a lot. And then, of course, you That's have to... That's a con- very key clue right there, listener. <laughs> then you also have to contend with, like, that... Le- well, there's a couple of missing letters, so it uses phonetic stuff instead. Like, the, the X doesn't exist, mm-hmm. so it uses, like, E-C-K. <laughs> and then there's, like, uh, some parts of it where it just doesn't... It uses phonetics again, but does, like, literal translations, which can be... Like words where you just like, what the fuck is this word? It's like, oh, it's it's this other word, but it's not spelled at all the same. Sometimes unnecessarily, like the one that I found was where it said once, but for some reason it spelt like W O N C E. Oh, I see. And I was like, that's once. not really necessary because you've already got the O. The like, I mean, a, it's a phonetic, I guess, kind of. But yeah, I was just like, you have to contend with that a bit. So I didn't really, so I wrote down a partial like alphabet of just like, just to remind me what the main symbols were. And I was like, I can do it from that and, the, and just like context. Hmm. But you do sort of have to, in that, in that form, because I'm sure there is like more specific logic for certain ways symbols work. Because there is like subtractive logic as well. Like some combinations of letters erase parts of what would normally be the letter symbol. For some reason, and I, I like, I'm sure there is some logic behind it, but like, I couldn't be bothered to actually work that out entirely. I mean, I don't remember that in my understanding of it, but <laughs> well, it's like if you have, if you have like an M, the, the shape for an M, 
but then with certain other letters, half of the shape of the M gets erased because it like overlaps or doesn't overlap. And then obviously there's some letters that just straight overlap and they're additive. But yeah. I'm amazed you got this far because I don't think... I honestly don't think you're... you're, you're, you're so close, but I don't think you've quite got it completely. Like, But it's enough to get by. That's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, mm. it seems easy enough. Mm. But yeah, so in the end, I was just like, I don't even need to have a full dictionary. I can just do a lot of this just from sounding it out, being like, oh, there's some vowels and there's some consonants, and then it's arranged into a word that probably makes sense in the context of the rest of this sentence. <laughs> and also, I didn't really bother translating everything. I was just translating the bits that I thought were yeah, probably yeah, useful. Yeah, useful stuff. So you managed to figure out um, the, the bit near the English. The English. There's a whole. There's a bit in the manual where there's a whole bunch of English. Yes, there is. The that was the last thing I did, I guess, because I yeah, yeah, same same for me. That was the last page I got. You get the last Um, page last. Yeah, or the first page last, I guess, technically. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that was. So I yeah I, because that sort of requires two bits of translation technically. There's one bit, the bit at the back, you could work out from context. You wouldn't actually have to translate that yeah, to, know is, what to, is, to know what to do. Which is what I did. Yeah, I got that far. But then the, the other part of it, you do kind of you have to translate that. 100% actually. need the language at that point. Yeah. But then that, that's, so that's like, I gave myself 80% credit on that one before I looked it up because I, I translated it and then I eventually, after a while, realized, oh, right, it's a cryptic clue. And then I, Started working through the cryptic part, and I was like, "Okay, I'm getting it. I understand what why I understand what this means in its mm. crypticness." But then I like didn't go 100 percent cryptic. I only went to like 80 percent cryptic, so I missed like the last part. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got further than I did then with that because I didn't I didn't quite figure out the crypticness of it. Um, I got some of the way there, but then couldn't do the rest of it. Like, yeah, basically, like the, the oh, I sort of see what you're doing here. But no, I ain't got. It. I haven't got it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like I um, I got the obvious ones, but then I, it's like I got the obvious direct cryptic part, but then I forgot to go like full cryptic crossword cryptic, where you have to like interpret the sentences in comparison to each other and be, be like, oh, this this means you do this other thing compared to this other sentence because it's, that's how cryptic crosswords work. They're yeah. always back referencing themselves and stuff. There was yeah, there was there was a detail there that I would never have got. Uh, in it because yeah i just just yeah that's just not how my i've never been able to do cryptic no never it's um it's a hell of a it's a hell of a useless skill <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> cryptic crosswords hmm. yeah it feels that way i mean it's just for a, your own enjoyment i suppose but it's like a weird non-transferable skill isn't it yeah yes it's, it's a weird like I wouldn't say I wouldn't necessarily say it is literally specific, but it feels like quite a specific English thing, where it's like you have to understand the weird mm. bullshit way English works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even has Tunic been localized, and like, does that? Well, that was, bit, does that ha- does that whole manual have to be different? Well, that was actually it's... something that I tried when I first started translating it. I was like, I'll just switch to the game language, and then I can look at the in-game text and see if it changes, but it doesn't. The runic language wow. is always English. Okay. Which kind of must suck if you're playing yeah. right in a non English yeah. language. Yeah. I mean, I'm a amazed. In a bit, a bit of me is like, does that. Oh, but th- so the English is actually written. The English, the English translates, but the runes are always English. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would have been a hell of a lot of work well, to, to redo it all. For um, the manual, maybe, but like the in game text, oh, presumably yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a font. 
it could theoretically just show another language. Mm. It's mm, a complicated yeah. font. It yeah, would be a font that's like rule based, where you'd have to type entire words and then it would like calculate what it would yeah, actually come out as. Real hard. <laughs> You're the expert, Rob. You know. <laughs> that, that would be pretty tough. But yeah, I tried. I, I thought that I thought that might be a helpful way to get some hints because I was like, I'll just switch into German and see if I recognise any German words. <laughs> but it didn't change, <laughs> so I was kind of disappointed. It wasn't meta <laughs> enough. So yeah, there was that. Uh, the only other thing that I looked up, which I don't really don't actually really count as looking up, because this was just, basically once I constructed the entire golden path thing, I which is awesome, which is awesome. I had to look that up just to confirm that I was failing to input it over and over because I <laughs> failed to input it about five times. And I was just like, have I actually got this right? And I looked up and it's like, yeah, that is exactly what I've got. So I'm just putting it in wrong. Yeah, yeah, I did that. So it took me several times to get it right as well. I don't know quite why or where I was fluffing it. Well, but... I mean, I'm using an, I am using was using a 360 controller that has the old school solid oh, circle. that might X, have done it. Yeah. And I was just like, that's, oh, D-pad. that makes dodgy inputs at the best of times. I mean, you could have keyboarded, but that's... that's... I did try that as well, but then that's just like, I wasn't used to that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, that didn't really help. <laughs> so that was only the only other actual thing I had to look up. And not really, because <laughs> it turned out I, I was actually correct. I was just being bad. Nice. And, and no, so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's not bad. So I finished that up, and then I... I'm went, glad I didn't try and figure out the language, given how much time it seems like you've, tried, you've spent on it. It's like, nope, nope, no. Mm. Too, much of a, too much of a sink for me. Yeah. And then I went back to get the last three achievements I didn't get. Right, yeah. Oh, wait, so you've, you've tried... You've you've done the the gun run, yeah. So three achievements I didn't get. There was the the easy obvious one of freezing yourself because I never accidentally froze myself in the entire run. So I was like, oh, I better do that. I guess. Oh, I can't remember. <coughs> no, no, I think I did do that. And then there was the slightly less obvious of having ten piggy banks, which I don't know how I didn't get in my actual run. I must have been at like nine, but I forgot to look. And I, obviously, I didn't know that was an achievement at the time. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. I might have missed that one. So I was like, oh, shit, I guess I... Ha-. But luckily, I was like, I'll just go into New Game Plus and then just run through it until I get 10, I guess. We did mean playing most of the whole game again, but New <laughs> Game Plus in that game isn't really that different. There's like a couple of extra enemies around. But you keep your entire move you moveset. keep all your stuff, except, oh, for the, okay. except for the one thing that you... Sure. <laughs> that so, you shouldn't have from the start. But that would be quite, yeah, so that would be quite <laughs> easy to get around then, basically. Yes, and you also get all the upgrade items again. Right. So you can, and because you get oh, a lot again. of those right at the start of the game, you're just Wait. like, oh, I could just become super powerful. Oh, amazing. Okay. So I did that, got that achievement, and then there's the gun run, getting the gun before you get a sword, which I did in an unnecessarily complicated way just for, just for the fun of it, <laughs> because... It specifically says sword, so you could totally still take the stick. The stick. But yeah. I was just like, now nah, I'm going to do it hardcore. <laughs> I'm going to do no stick. <laughs> okay. Which is, I don't know if having the stick would make. I mean, having the stick, you could do it in a much more like slow, methodical way. Mm. You'd have to like chip away at all the enemies and like do it. It would take fucking forever. But I was just like, now nah, I'm going to do it the hardcore way, which is much more ridiculous. The first problem is you have to. There's that really thin bridge where there's a, a, a big enemy standing on the middle of it that you have to get over in order to get to the quarry. Right, yes. But if you can't kill him, <laughs> what are you going to do? 
So I ended up finding like a very precise like if you run at him on one side of the bridge and then like dodge diagonally, you like clip past him so you can just run straight past. Oh wow! Okay. During his attack animation, huh? It took like quite a bit of just randomly rolling against him to figure that one out. <laughs> but I was like, this has got to be possible, and it turned out it was. Huh. You could probably. I tr- initially tried bombing him because you can get like a few bombs without any other weapons. <laughs> But obviously throwing bombs on that incredibly thin bridge is like super random whether the bombs actually stay on the bridge. Yeah, bombs are a necessity for that round though, aren't they? No. No? No. You don't need the fire for certain access? No, you don't need anything. You just, you, you, okay. So the route, if you want to go into the route, so you have to get to that thin bridge where that dude is to get into the quarry because mm-hmm. you're going in the front door of the quarry. Back door is not, not accessible. No. Nope. Even though I thought that might be a good way. So to get to him, you have to go through the underground. No, wait, not the underground. You have to go up over the... You have to go through the town, actually. It's not actually... It's not difficult to get to him. It's just through the town across the bridge up the side, Mm -hmm. like under where the bell tower is. So you have to get into the town, which means you have to destroy some bushes, but then you can, like, kite an enemy around and then just have them slash the bushes out of the way. Oh, you okay, right, you did that. (laughs) Okay. So that's much e- much easier and no no again, no equipment. And then you get to the quarry and then I did kind of have to fluke the quarry to some extent because you basically just have to leg it past everyone and then hope that they don't shoot you before you open the chest. <laughs> right. Because yeah. <laughs> you have a very limited window. Cause there's no way to de-aggro in the quarry, that's the actual problem. Like if there's no door you can walk through that will cancel aggro in like there are in a lot of other places yeah it's just one big area isn't it yeah and you can't get to the one place where there is a door that does that well i mean you could but it would be well out of the way Mm. so i just like you just have to leg it past everyone as long as you're sprinting the whole way the only problem is the because everyone all the other enemies lag behind you it's just those last three dudes at the firing range so you pretty much just have to aggro all them immediately dodge their first shot and then quickly open the chest before they shoot you again and you die. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think the achievement popped as soon as I started the chest opening animation, which technically means you don't have to get it. Right, so you might have got you might have got mushed. Yeah, you might you could still potentially get killed. Yeah. But I did actually get it as well. So (laughs) so I did have the gun when I respawned. (laughs) But that's I'm I'm tempted to give that a go. I haven't quite brought myself to it because it's like everything I play these days, as soon as I see credits roll, a bit of me goes putting the controller down. But what about the achievements? I know, I know. I'm so close. Get you 100% because it's not that difficult once you've done the rest of it. Unless you have that piggy bank achievement again, in which case you might have to play the whole game again. I think I've got it. I'll have a look. I'll have to have a look. But yeah. So I, I didn't quite I didn't quite finish a new game plus run. I got as far, I mean, I got I had to do the cathedral again. <laughs> Oh, did you? Yeah, because I mean, obviously, you have to get the achievement for getting ten of those piggy banks means you have to basically keep them all the whole game. Essentially, yeah. Well, I didn't realize you could break them. That, that, like, right. I think I think that's how you I got the you achievement. Didn't know it was the active item. Yeah, thing. I guess yeah, because there are other items that work like that, and then you have to just experiment. Mm. But yeah, so once I, you have to go all the way, and obviously. In New Game Plus, the cathedral is actually the only part that's hard again because your stats get fucked up again. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than you being incredibly overfound the rest of the time. 
So yeah, I had to go through to that point at least, which means I guess theoretically I can just end the game at any point now. Oh crap! That's the achieve- yeah, of course, because you would have. <laughs> I'll have to go through a good portion of the game to get to the fight I missed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess you will yeah. have to play most of the whole game again. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't plus it. It wouldn't be that bad. No. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know if it, if that boss fight has changed. None of the other boss f- bosses that I'd seen have changed. Because presumably, you don't get. Yeah, one of the key parts of that that game is you, you're you're searching for the coloured keys. Yes. Like, and that's not much of a secret. That's revealed fairly early on. Yes. Um, but the um, yeah. Uh, so I'd need to get all those keys again. Although, here's another potential problem that i don't actually know how this how this works because i didn't try it in my new game plus save but you keep all the manual pages which would exclude you from being able to do that right well i mean yeah i've got you've got all the knowledge at that point anyway you don't need the manual. no but i meant the the b ending is because you have all the manual pages oh balls yeah you're right (laughs) maybe i can't do it maybe i actually do have to play the game super properly in a new save slot I would have, ah, I would have imagined that they would have thought of that, right? Because otherwise, you're never going to be able to fight that boss again I don't, in a new I, game plus. I don't know. They would have. Cock. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could try and tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you could. That would be convenient. Maybe you have to do it before you have all your stats back. Oh, because that would be another trigger. Maybe. maybe. Hmm. Anyway. And even then, that'd be bloody tough. Well, you could get like five out of six back. Yeah, true. <laughs> God. You'd have to choose which one you didn't want. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you didn't have to do all of that. Oh, bloody hell, that is quite a lot of work. <laughs> it didn't really take that long. I mean, I got through the, the whole that whole New Game Plus rerun in like, I don't know, five hours, probably. Oh, not that long. <laughs> I mean, that's, not, that's half as long as the actual game. Well, a third as long as the actual game. Mm, yes. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Yes. Anyway, that was Tunic. I'm done. I'm I'm evidently done. I'm hundred percent in it. Yes. I'm good. <laughs> there is there's not much less not much else for you to do, unfortunately. Unless you want to get into the ARG. Yeah. <laughs> but why would you? Because it doesn't actually go anywhere as far as anyone knows. No. Currently. Currently. <laughs> and does it mean Tunic too? Probably not. Probably not, no. <laughs> Almost certainly not. I think I remember Fez too. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a thing that was go- actually legitimately going was to exist. That wasn't going, even yeah. just a theory. Yeah, there was a different reason that never came out. <laughs> yes, personalities. Yes, <laughs> and then I played a very small amount of Derg again because I haven't been actually playing that much this last couple of weeks, at least. But I've been I've, every every time I've gone back in, I've just been trying to like clear the dailies, I guess, of the season, which sometimes means running like free missions. But <laughs> but coincidentally, I've had like really lucky spawns on those dailies, where it's just been like I've had two that have been like engineer or, and then another one that's like engineer or, and I was just like, oh, I can complete both of these ones, so I just play engineer. Yeah, nice. And then like do a data rack mission, which just means do that one specific mission, mm. which is easy experience, basically. 
but yeah, I I don't know if I maybe once I have a have an inkling of when season three is going to happen, maybe I'll get back into a more hardcore grind again. <laughs> but I'm like most of the way through it already. I'm like at sixty something, I think. Jesus, I, got, I mean, even that just in itself that's quite that's quite an effort. Yeah. But this time it hasn't been due to a grind, really. It's just that was how much I was playing it at the time. <laughs> I just unlocked a new victory phase. Woo! It's quite dumb. Okay. It's the confetti cannon, which like totally makes sense. You just get a confetti cannon and you like set it off. But then you do a stupid jazz hands pose as well, <laughs> which is like, that's not what this victory phase should be called jazz hands, not the kind of confetti cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which does look pretty dumb in some of my like ar- armor sets <laughs> so, like this is very not appropriate to what this guy looks like <laughs> i mean it's barely appropriate most of the time but it's especially not appropriate in some of my <laughs> skins I, f- I forget how much like cosmetic dlc for this there is with this game mm. there's actually friggin loads isn't there but there's actually still a surprising amount of like stuff in the game you can still get like i'm still getting new like skin sets and whatnot no really there's a goddamn ton. I've just got a new skin set for the Scout, which is like the... It's basically the default skin, but like slightly rusty, like old, like aged <laughs> default skin. Vintage. Because there is, there's also the... I don't know if you've seen that, I've, if I've ever used this to, so that you would see it, but like there's also a the default armor skin but with like blood splatter on it green bug blood splatter you've told told me about it before but no I've not not seen it so you could easily combine those two and be like hella old school (laughs) I've been been through the mines a lot I've I've seen things yeah but yeah but of course I unlocked that skin set for Scout so I've now got to unlock that at least three more times add that to the list of things that theoretically still exist because I still assume that everything does exist for every class, even though I've still got like, I think pretty much every one of my classes still has a taunt that I've only ever got for that one class. I mean, not taunt, end pose or whatever. But I assume they must exist for all of them still. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, still, still a ton of shit in the cosmetics pool. Except it's all for me. It's all now uh, cores overclocks. Oh right, I have yeah. to forge them. Yeah, so I don't just find them any longer. <laughs> there's quite a lot of steps involved to getting one of those then. Yeah. That's that's Dirk. And then Dirk. and a small amount of Rocket League. Yeah. <laughs> it was I forgot to mention this at the time, but when they did the, the most recent update, which I guess is like the seven year anniversary, mm-hmm. and they added the fancy version of whatever that map's called. <laughs> what is that map called? <laughs> I want, I want to call it Oasis, but that's not it. Utopia. Utopia, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I thought that was already in. I thought that started with the season. Oh, no, yeah, that was the season, not the seven year, because it's attached to, like, the movie aesthetic or whatever. Yeah, this, the, the gaudy fanciness <laughs> yeah. of this season. They added that version of Utopia, and I think probably, like, the first two or three sessions I played Rocket League after that patch, I never saw that map. Oh, right. <laughs> it took yeah, so yeah. long for me to even see that map. Yeah, it, it took me a little while. And I don't know, maybe, like... Do you think it maybe defaults your like map preferences? Because that's still a system that exists, right? 
God, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Does it's it like, just it's like, like, is like Utopia down on your list? Or, well, or does it not default new ones to on? So they're automatically lower priority. Well, I thought there was only like a... You have a limited number an, an of pros and, down and downvotes. So it would be the normal vote for you, surely. Yeah, so if you've set any upvotes ever, does that like influence it so much that the even neutral on a new map would be like less common or something? Hmm. I don't no. know. But whoever looks at that screen... Because it doesn't well, yeah, fucking matter. I'd forgotten it existed. <laughs> it only matters if you care about, I don't know, when the when the fucking underwater map had slightly worse frame rates for some people. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess because it had more distortion, right, on the yeah on the windows, or when the ball effects got fucked up by it for a while, but yeah. they fixed that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course, because the ball, yeah, the outline on the ball would also get distorted by the yeah. water weirdly. Map voting only matters if they're ever going to bring back differently shaped maps, damn it. Mm. <laughs> all, that's, that, I mean, that stuff's all relegated to Rumble now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the weird maps. Which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Did mix things up a bit. I mean, it, would, I mean it's, it is kind of weird to think about, really, but yeah, it was. It's, the problem I find is like, if I do, like, on the rare occasion I bump into, I, I, I go into Rumble. And I come across one of those maps. It's almost always the one with the goals not at the back of the level, right? That it's sort of just the goals are sort of just inset them like hockey goals. Yeah, and th- th- that was real bad. I hate that. <laughs> yes, it's kind of annoying. It's the classic Rocket League map, uh, isn't it? The old sky- style. Yeah, I mean, I'd even, I'd even prefer to take Ledge Tokyo over. Let's um, Tokyo was awesome. I, I like. I I kind of just want to be able to play these maps again with like my actual modern skill level, just to see right. what it's like to play those levels with actual skill. Yeah, because I, I mean, as I say, I've, play, I've I've definitely played them in Rumble, but you get like I guess Ledge Tokyo is replaced by like the Rocket Labs skin version, version right. rather than it. Which isn't the same shape, even. Oh, isn't the, it? Like the Labs version is much shallower on the ledges. Oh, is it? Oh, interesting. But yeah, I was just like, I'm... like where's 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 my wasteland aerials? Yeah, get all your wasteland aerials. <laughs> uh, yeah, because wasteland was weirdly raised up at the edges. Um, sort of, yeah, slanted. So as we say every time we talk about this situation in Rocket League, give us the goddamn weird shape map playlist. Just make it a ranked playlist. Yeah, but then I also would want Solo back. And... Well, sure, but that's a different situation. Yeah, Solo 3s, I mean. But I think, yeah. I think if, the, if the idea was that they wanted to get rid of Solo because they didn't want to have to split the user base between the two different versions of Freeze, different maps is a different enough thing that I'm, you should be allowed to split the user base for that. Yeah, I mean, even if it was a... I mean, maybe they should try it as an LTR or something like limited. What, what, are they, are they limit, LTRs or LTEs? I forget. Like the, the limited time things. Yeah. Like throw that in for a bit and be like, hey, this is Rocket League how, as it used to be. <laughs> like these are just in rotation. Well, not, not just in rotation. In a separate playlist. Oh, well, so it would be only weird. Yeah, maps. only weird maps. I think that would be a yeah, perfect That would be, be alright. That would be alright. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I'm. Ranked weird map as well, like yeah. rank it. I mean, yeah, make it a ranked playlist, like hockey. Just make it a ranked playlist, <laughs> like hockey. Yeah, like the other weird modes. I bet it'd get more population than hockey. <laughs> Man, even if it just lived in extra modes permanently, <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, I play, I, in fairness, like hockey and drop shot. I think it's the majority of how I play that game now. Like, <laughs> I think I think the least amount of time I spend is actually playing soccer. <laughs> 
I mean, but, I totally could play more hockey. The, the, uh, hockey is where I go when I need to play extra mode playlists for the unlocks because I lo- kind of like hockey. It's weird. Ho- hockey's great. I, I really enjoy hockey because, it, yeah, it's, it's madness. It's like the, the, the tactics are surprisingly different yep. to how you actually have to play it. Gone off hoops. Yeah, I never really got into it. No. In fairness, it's, I mean, it's, the, a, it's a certain level of difficulty that I just don't. I've never really nailed. Hoops. Every now and then, I have a really great game, like just. But it's just pure, it is honestly pure luck, right? I'll be just hitting them into just that sweet spot of the corner, and it just fl- flies in beautifully. Yes, it's like I haven't got the. Uh, I've never quite been able to nail the whole like oh scoop the ball up the edge and then jump off the side and yeah, then so be able to is, push it right down and exactly where it needs to be. Hoops is really about weird aerials and wall aerials. Yeah, which is like, and it's, it's like it's always not even designed for that, even though it's about that because the map is so small, it doesn't give you. That makes the angles change so quickly, essentially, mm. that it makes it way harder to do all your aerials and wall aerials and guess, stuff. Because yeah. you have a much limited window of angles to pull it off. Mm. Hoops on sideswipe's kind of fun, though. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> much less options. Well, because sideswipe's weird, like, in general, because the goals are always raised. Right, yeah. Like, they're halfway up the sidewalls. Um, but, yeah, in, in, in hoops, it's pretty much the same layout as it is in, uh, in real Rocket League. But... Um, but with the nice added bonus that the cars can't run into the rim of the damn hoop either, they just pass through those as well. But the ball can't go under the hoop still. Hmm. Um, I really like Sideswipe. I, like, I know I've mentioned it before, but Sideswipe's a lot of fun. I kind of wanted to see if I could Bluetooth my controller to it and see if I could play it with a controller hmm. rather than the touchscreen controls. Weird. But then I probably need one of those, like, like, caddies like all those things that you like so it's like they hook my phone like actually mount my phone onto a controller yeah maybe just grab a car mount and then like sell tape that on the top of the controller i have just gained a couple of ipads off work maybe <laughs> maybe i can slide it onto one of those <laughs> slide it on there slide it on there why does your work apple id have a game on it no, no reason. reason. <laughs> just, I'm, just, I'm just testing the performance <laughs> of the device. Yeah, it's critical. Anyway, that's <laughs> the end of this podcast. Probably, unless Dan has something else to say about what he's played. No, I think we covered it with the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us for this podcast. Hope you enjoyed all our talk on all the random and the news and the games that Rob's been playing, the games that Zach's been playing and the games that we'll play together and record in a video can be viewed on youtube.com uh, Happy Salad is our um, channel so check that out uh, we've got a Let's Play of uh, Let's Play? Is that, yeah. is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, we can still call yeah. it a Let's Play We've got a Let's Play We've got a stream, sort uh, of stream. a recorded yeah. stream We've concluded our Let's Play of uh, Ocarina of Time, so check that out for the I mean, 97 classic. That last episode is not yet. Yeah, so that's not ready yet. That's, that'll be okay. out this week. Okay. Spoilers, we finish it. Yeah, we, we finish <laughs> it. <laughs> it's finishable, just about, if you don't, um, if you don't run out of magic. Uh, and, um, yeah, we'll be back in another couple of weeks uh, with another Saladcast, so check that out when it arrives on happysalad.net.
and wherever yeah, you get you your podcast. hear about my uh, escapades in Amsterdam. So you you got a flight? Oh, what? <laughs> okay. We you skipped the whole random talking about about <laughs> cereal and cheese dreams and hear anything about uh, about Amsterdam? I think there's not a huge amount to say. I, I drank okay. a lot of beer. Praise be to Heineken. Okay. Praise be. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was, okay, I will, I will talk about that. Well, let's finish this podcast off on a, on a, on a beer-based bang. Like, go for it. The Heineken tour is weird. Like, it's just, it's just really, it, it was, it was fun, but not quite in the way you'd expect. Like, the, the tour starts off with, with like, like every good cult, with uh, <laughs> there's someone telling you that Heineken is the best beer of the world and getting you to like join in in some sort of chant about like, it, like join oh, with me. What, like, why are we all here? We love Heineken. It's like, I mean, it's, seriously, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Like, was there a hype man like like Duff Man equivalent? That's what I <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there was a plant in the crowd to specifically keep to like chant along. <laughs> Get everyone going, but there was just, yeah, there was definitely a sort of like a like we're all here because we love Heineken and Heineken's the best beer and it's got the most iconic bottle in the world. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 not sure I agree with any of this. So that was odd. Um, but then like, so it does the normal thing of like being like, oh, here's a uh, here's how we make beer. You take the water and the barley and the hops. And <laughs> you the take the water. The water yeah. is the most important part of the beer because it's like ninety six percent water, and uh, imagine all this in a Dutch accent, by the way. So it's ninety percent water, and <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. No, um, I can't maintain. Um, stop! 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 <laughs> Except that's gross. That's though. gross. <laughs> stop! Stop! This beer is not competitive yet. <laughs> um, yeah, but then it like. So it did all that, but it did like in a it, it did all that in a pretty compared compared to like Adnams where they actually go into like detail and talk you through the process and you get to see the real yeah. stills and smell Proper, the real yeah. beer and all that kind of stuff. It's a uh, uh, you know Adnams is small scale, but that was a more enjoyable personal tour, I suppose. You're, oh yeah, it's like it's more driven. Proper. Yeah, proper um, traditional brewery, right? Yeah, not industrial. Uh, yeah, and I've also done the Guinness as well, which goes the other end, right? It goes big. Like like all the props and stuff and all the things. It's like it's that's just a more impressive way of doing that sort of <laughs> this is beer uh, demonstration. Um, but where it got weird was like basically just you get like halfway through it and you've seen like the, all, all these things and then it just goes like by the way the Heineken brand it's fucking nuts really isn't it and they take you to this like um, uh, you go into this thing that they they call a ride but it's not really a ride they just make you stand in this enormous room that's got like video screens around all four walls uh, mm. and say so, like now you're going to experience what it's like to be the beer and be bottled and it's just this, this this bullshit light show and video that you're forced to like stand in specific spots in this room and the floor might vibrate a little and then the, so you get brewed <laughs> apparently you get brewed. You get brewed, and then the like have, go through a Charlie to the chocolate factory bottling plant and become a become a bottle of beer. And then you're <laughs> and these doors in the side open, and you all shuffle into these rooms that have, like have like a concrete couch in them, um, and you sit down. And then for some reason you're like taken to a rave for a bit. <laughs> it's like rave just happens around you, kind of thing. Like when <laughs> rave happens, yeah, <laughs> rave. Just, you're not you're not raving yourself because you're sitting down no. on this on this concrete couch, like well, yeah, well this 
thing happens where it's like parties on rooftops and like then it zooms in on a football stadium because I guess Heineken sponsors some sport and stuff. And then and then another door opens and you just leave and it's like, well, that was the rave, I guess. And then you, <laughs> but then the rave actually continues. You walk into this room where there's like a like a wall made of beer bottles and there's like an equalizer on it. It's not interactive. But then you go to a room behind it and there's like straight up harmonics level shit in there so there was like this this weird polygonal table that was like picking up like hand jet actions or like you put your hand on certain spots and then the fact that your hand was in a spot of this table would start playing stems of this dance track okay and i I, like i'm just in this room going i have no idea how this relates to heineken but this thing's pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) okay it was really odd um so the yeah. best part of it was the least beer based. Yeah, uh, 100%. Because they even had like this bit where it's like um oh, like this this is this is the bottling part and it's like there's a whole load of screens there so you can say if you want to you can personalize your own bottle and uh, mm. uh and you can pick that up in the gift shop and be like yeah this is this is the bottle for Fred or whatever. <laughs> Fred's beer. Um uh but of course, all the machinery there is just totally fake, and it's like super obvious as well. Like you're sort of looking at it, going, "This is the bottling plant," and it's like, "No, these are it's not." It's like these beers aren't even being filled with beer. That's very clearly water, and it's not even filling from the hose you've put in. It's like filling from the bottom of these fake bottles. And it's like, what, why even go to this effort of putting this thing in? It's like just show us the bottling plant or something. <laughs> like have a window that goes past the bottling plant. That'd be way more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, it would be, but that's what exactly what you don't see, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Such non- yeah, a lot of it was nonsense. It was, it was fun though. It was a good two hours. I yeah, I mean, it's the context of if you'd gone, especially you know, not as part of a fun group stag do thing. Mm. I think that would be different, but because you're all there to have a just have a laugh or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure it was good. Yeah, and there's not, it doesn't honestly like I'll, I'll say, there isn't a huge amount else to really talk about that I thought was podcast worthy because it was just mm-hmm. you know a fair amount of drinking in a European town, and uh, you know standard good times European times <laughs> standard, standard European times. <laughs> How time we miss those European times? <laughs> I guess, well, I guess it would be whatever the. Daylight savings time for Central European time is, I don't know. It's not Central Europe, though. I think it falls under CET. Really? Oh, oh, I guess. Why for France wow. is CET, honestly. But... Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like Central Europe, though, does it? It seems no, like it Western doesn't Europe. Really, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty Western. Yeah. I guess, I guess that time zone covers, like, a massive area, so... Mm. Like... Yeah. Anywho. Oh, also don't take the boat. Amsterdam. We took the boat. It takes ages. It takes like seven hours. From where? From like Harwich or? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, my God. Harwich to Hook of Holland takes about seven hours. You can get there on the train now, can't you? Um, I mean, I guess. It'd be quite a roundabout route, but I suppose suppose there's a way. Just fly. Just fly a sheep hole. Yeah. Flying flying is easy. It's mega cheap. But, you know, maybe don't fly at the moment because the flights are impossible to predict is it still bad yeah it's still bad. okay yeah fly when things improve amsterdam's cool i finally got to see it during the day which is something i've, not really... <laughs> I've always only ever been there for work so you know it was nice oh right it. so you've been trapped in a conference in an exhibition center all yeah, day yeah. previously it was nice to yeah. have a bit of a wander 
but yeah, I'll, I'll go back when not uh, duty bound to drink. To drink, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Experience some of the city while not totally plastered. I mean, I wasn't that bad. I was pacing. No, uh, pace yourself. Yeah, yeah. it's only Heineken. It's pretty watery. <laughs> yeah, it's only, it's only Heineken. <laughs> Uh, well thanks for joining us for some extra random the top random that we should have had at the top of the show but uh, <laughs> we got it in there um, so as I said catch us in two weeks for more random and also some video game chat see you then praise be to Heineken praise be bye bye